1: Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game.
2: Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort, book your trip at theoceanac.com.
3: it's time for sports take all right welcome in what? everybody what was that? whoa 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 time out we need, we need out. music we need words for the sports take
4: i feel like
5: I feel like i'm walking into a coffee shop when i hear that music <laughs> Wait, well, we
3: need uh we need your son to, to he was gonna do dude, something for
5: it. dude i can't get that kid to sit still i mean he's taking a full course he's uh working on his degree in cybersecurity. Um, he's working full time. I can't, I barely say, I do yet. Be honest, he's right across the hall from me. I may see him once a day. He's so buried in his room, which is good and bad. Yeah, I don't want to know what's in it. Yeah, well, I don't like, want know what's in that room.
3: I'll talk to my buddy's got a band. I'll, I will talk to my buddy and I'll, I'll see if they can record something for us. Yeah, all man, right? we need something, man. Okay, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'll let you reach out all to him right. this weekend. But welcome in, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. One and all. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's the gun. He's Barrett Brooks. Oh. I am Rob Ellis. What's up? What's the, chat is, the chat is back. D-Gun's chat is back.
5: Mine too. Mine
6: too. Ah,
3: you guys, oh. Mean you guys won't be disappearing periodically today? Oh. Nice. All good. Oh. And Z- Xander said he
5: works some magic. Oh. Ah. Hey. Um, so I, 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 I feel normal
3: again. Okay. I know. Wow. I'm- and you guys are trying to blame me for trying to, to keep you out of the chat. I still
5: Not think me, it, man. I, I still think it's consir- a conspiracy between you
3: and Xander. That's right. We're trying to keep you down, man. We're yes. trying to keep you. What up, everybody? We see Eric. We see Brandon. What's going on, everybody? In the uh, in the comment section, Gunner's drinking. So that's interesting. Gunner's drinking out of a. Let me see that cup. A Wawa cup. Yep. Now, do you guys know what today is? No. What?
6: Did you get cups back? You got your cups back? What? I I
3: I do. I'm I'm caught up now.
6: Oh, there we go. We got
5: the red cups. We oh, got he's got the, he's got the bland, cup. the bland red cup today. The
3: red is like the the solo cup that you have when you have the kegger in high school. Yes. Yeah. You, you got the red cups. It's usually the red one's gone. Yeah. Um not that I ever partook in any of that kind of oh stuff. No, no. I was strictly I was in the library while all that no. was, was going on. Yeah. Father, R- F- Father Father Ellis. Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Father Rob. Um, uh, but Wawa today is uh free hoagie giveaway today.
5: What? Wawa. Dude. I didn't know. I was mm-hmm. just at Wawa 15 minutes ago. I didn't even know.
3: Yeah, so it is a it is Wawa. What is your go to Wawa? What not not store Ooh. that you go to? I mean like food, drink, uh, whatever. What's your go to? Uh,
5: six inch ham and cheese, um, pepper jack cheese on on a on the roll. Yeah. Okay. Now, now but my favorite drink to run to get there, which is weird. I love their crushed ice. I go we there are days I go to Wawa. If I get gas there now, here's the thing: they just opened this new Wawa a mile and a half down the road from me, uh, about two and a half years ago. So, I, you know, after we had our pre-show meeting at eleven o'clock, I jumped in my daughter's car and sprinted down to the Wawa. And of course, she says, "Can you bring me some ice with a Coke Zero? So I get not I get the XL cup with the, with the small ice cubes. I'll sit there and chew ice all day. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I told you I'm a big kid. You're like my daughter. She yeah. will
3: sit there. That's one of her favorite things is just ice. Yes, and sit there and that's chew me.
5: On
6: ice. Yes, bro. Back, back when we were doing, uh, back when we were doing quick slants, I'd come in at my regular two hours before the show. That's right. And he would tell me all the time, "Hey, bro, uh, if, if you if you're, I know you're on your way in now because you gotta be here in 15 minutes, but could you stop by the Wawa real fast?" That's true. I said, "Bro, if I if I stop at Wawa, that means I'm gonna be five minutes late."
3: Ain't my problem. I'll, no, no. What you should say <laughs> is, "I'll cover for you." Instead of "It ain't my problem," Not even, if he No, he's
5: no. doing you a favor. No, no. You know why I say "It ain't my Come problem" on, because Barrett is always running late. I tell this man, "Prepare part of his charm. early." It's part yeah. of his charm. So when he say, "Hey, Digan, I'm gonna be late," I'm like, "Ain't my problem." Well, you know,
6: I'm what? I'm though. here. I'm here. Things have changed because I am never late. <laughs> for, uh,
3: so all right, for so NBC we, now. Oh, for example, for
6: okay, all right,
3: yeah. Oh, I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah, here. really. But for example, today, Mister Mister On Time, Derek Gun, eleven fifty nine and fifty two seconds. Gunner hopped on before. <laughs>
5: That's not true. Showtime. That's not true because my telling me. According to my phone, which is also set to national time, here we go. I jumped on at eleven fifty
3: eight forty one. Absolutely no chance. It was that early. Are you serious? No, no it you got wow. you you that phone on, on some weird time, man. No. It's on gun time. It's on D gun time.
5: Okay. It's a it, special kind of time. Okay. Well, if we go by your, you, <laughs> you and Xander's theory, if we go by your clock, <laughs> right. what time did the show start? Noon. What time did D gun log on? According to your book is time before noon. No. What was the exact time?
3: 59 52.
5: Therefore I was eight seconds early.
3: Right, That's right, all you right, need right. to know. That's a good point. I was on time, baby. Garrett was crazy what's, early today. Look, what's, your,
6: <laughs> what's your go-to? What's your go-to? Yeah. What's
3: uh, your
6: go-to?
3: You know what? I I, I am not um, – I actually like that they've expanded the menu in there. Me too. And mm. you can do a lot of different things. Like, they they actually have pretty good burgers. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, in a pinch, I'll do a little pasta, which isn't bad either. Right. I like their sauce and their meatballs. I would. It used to be to me, Barrett. I used to get. Um, I was a big meatball sandwich guy for them back in the day. Everybody's <laughs> trying to get me to try those. I've never but I gotta tried make one. sure there's so, so, like you gotta be. Here's where you gotta be careful with it. You gotta make sure. I like sauce on. I like. I don't like it dry. Just the meatballs and the roll. You know, meatball parm with with some sauce on there. I do like that. I've gotten in a while, but that's probably my go-to. And I'm not. I'm not a huge. Like I'll get a smoothie or I'll get something else. I'm usually like pretty quick in and out of. Wawa. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. a huge, you know, food Wawa guy behind the counter, but occasionally, occasionally. How about you, back?
6: You know, I'm uh, um, I just like they expanded that menu. I love this salad that they have. It's a uh, mm. it's a um, Caesar salad, but it has the noodles in it. Oh yeah. So I get extra noodles. I like you know, that. I get extra chicken in it and extra um dressing More
3: protein. Yeah.
6: And it's 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 amazing, bro. That's in strong. fact, I, I might order I might order that right now. Let me,
5: <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you what my secret go to is. But they only do it in the winter, fall in the winter. Yeah, their New England clam chowder is really good.
4: Okay. Really oh good. yeah, it is.
3: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is.
5: Re- but they only do it like in the winter.
3: Yeah. Oh, you know- are, are you guys familiar with the secret menu? No. no there's the, the secret menu that people know. I don't. I don't even know how to get to that. But people what? know about it, and there's like this weird. Menu that you can go to, like what's uh, on it? I don't. I don't even know. I'm telling you. Here we go. She, now, now Maggie's jumping in and making fun of my yep, food. There honey. you go. Here, here we go. <laughs> hey,
5: hey Maggie. I am, I am Maggie a weird eater. Yes. Is, hey Maggie, is Rob a picky eater? Um, is he, he one of these?
4: Yes. One of these. I
5: know straight... Yeah, Barrett's really? Is he? Yeah. Oh, Rob I'm was, the worst. Rob,
6: he will eat the. He will bring his lunch, and he will yeah. eat the same exact. He eats lunch to survive. Every. <laughs> day i Are eat
3: the serious? same breakfast yes. every day i eat cheerios oh my dry without milk yeah
5: you come on man no no i do no, no.
3: I, I, Barrett knows, no i would bring them in a bag like a sandwich bag no. and, and, and just eat them and that's how i eat every Maggie, day tell me
5: it ain't true tell me no, it i true, eat Maggie. like
3: i'm a three-year-old like i eat like your your grandchildren eat of course Barrett of course then of course in, then in again there
5: that's why rob is so thin and i look like a puffer fish
3: nah. you know, I, I don't you know what I don't particularly eat super well like I don't I go pretty light breakfast pretty light lunch uh but I eat too much at dinner I'm just lucky man it's not there's nothing uh trust me there's nothing skilled here there's no hard workouts
6: yeah your, your son your son is just as thin as you are man so he's yeah. a rail
3: he's, he's <laughs> but he's like six right. three and he probably weighs like Three tootsie rolls, Maggie. Yeah, so what? she makes fun of me. If we, if there's like a bag of candy, yeah. I'll eat like three pieces of whatever it is. That's Meanwhile, it? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, and everybody else is just housing the whole bag. Yeah, you sure? you know I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, that's me. Yes,
5: dude, you put a bag of Jolly Ranchers in front
3: of me. Yeah,
5: you have to fight me for them because I'm eating like 15, 20 of them bad boys. <laughs> you, know what,
3: you know what's addictive, to Twi- Twizzlers? Like, oh, yeah, geez. the red. Oh, oh, man, dude, my Forget wife it. just
5: brought me back uh twizzlers uh the green apple and the Mm -hmm. blue raspberry um where were they they were oh we were at cabela's of all places and when you hit the checkout cabela's has their brand uh, twizzlers and they had all these different flavors yeah and my wife got me green apple and um and and (laughs) and, um and blue raspberry so then a few days ago she took my niece up to hershey her and you know they went they all went up to hershey and uh
3: she comes back who we have who was that who's my nephew Bring him in. Bring what's him up. up so let's see him. You about go get in the pool? Uh, what? If you, He's showing off uh, his yeah. muscles, man. He's showing off Come the uh, the guns.
6: They want to see you. Oh, yeah. They want to see you. This is my niece right here.
3: This oh, at that. He, hey. hey, what's hey, up?
6: That's Milan. Hey
3: guys,
7: make Very Uncle Bear make Uncle
5: Bear
6: give you ten dollars oh,
7: okay, a piece. Handsome dude.
3: Oh, no, they can't you. hear
6: you. so I'm not telling them all that. All all right, Uncle Bear, ten dollars a piece.
3: That's great, man. but
5: but but, oh, man. but they went to Hershey and my wife brought me a bag of like rainbow Twizzlers. I mean, there's purple, and, yeah. dude. I'm like a kid in a candy store. With these Twizzlers, man.
3: Well, you know what's bad? Hershey's kisses are bad too. They're hard. Oh. I mean, you start going with those, forget it, man. It, it it is on. But yeah, so she also makes fun of me because the only peanut butter I'll eat is Peter Pan. I don't like <coughs> Skippy or Jeff and I, or any of that stuff, man. Dude,
5: Jeff is the best. Except Jeff yeah. is on recall right now, so. I'm going to skip you now. Jeff has been on
3: recall for weeks. Peter Pan went through that, too. I'm a Peter Pan loyalist, man. I, um, I am a, a Peter you Pan. You know,
5: now that, now that you mention it, Rob, I'll uh, i uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. leave it at that. I ain't going All right, leave it at that. that.
3: You're muted. You're, you're muted. Uh, so yeah, it, it basically.
5: basically muted five minutes into the show. He's already muted. He's doing good, man. He's been doing I didn't touch it. The kid touched
3: it. Yeah, <laughs> you've been be the kid. You've been the bad one lately with the mute. That's true. Mason. Mason. No, Mason just did that. Mason did it. we will blame, we'll blame Mason. We'll blame Mason. That's not that's true. right, John
5: Dickerson. I said blank Skippy. That's right. Oh, I need <laughs> no Skippy, man. And
3: by the way, what's up? What's up, John? What's up? Uh Mr. Taz. What's up, Big William? Uh chocolate uh, Twizzlers. Or oh, no, no, no. Dylan. We see you guys, Mister Taz. As always, checking in. We, we see all you guys. Um, Yeah, and, and hit the like button. Tell a friend. Oh, subscribe. Man. Let's let's do our thing, man. Uh, But yeah, so I thought that was interesting. I saw the line. I think it was it, it may have been one of the Wawas in the city. <laughs> the line was like down the block, man. People lining up for their hoagies today. So they were they were getting after it. So is this so, free?
6: You don't have to do it. You just go. I don't.
3: Yeah, I don't know if if it's for like a you know contained period of time. You know, like lunchtime. I I don't know exactly the whole deal. Uh but it's their way of saying thanks to everybody, and you know they Nashville can afford home.
6: it. They can definitely afford it. They're up in. I remember when I first got here when Wawa first started out, and now you can get them all the way down to 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 Florida, Florida. Yeah, oh, Clearwater yeah. area. Oh, they oh have yes,
3: That far down?
5: Yep, I've hit Wawas in Florida, North Carolina. I've hit Wawas up in – I should own stock in Wawa to be honest with you.
4: No the horse many horse Wawas as I hit? Oh man, right, right. My wife,
5: my wife tells this story. A few years ago, we were driving down to the beach um and my wife claims which is a lie she claimed i stopped at 11 wawa's while we were driving now it only takes like an hour and 15 minutes to get to the beach oh only 11 she, she claims i stopped at. there's not 11 wawa's between here and Rehoboth to dewey bethany beaches i
3: bet you there is man i'm
5: serious i, st- I will say this i know i stopped at, at least three or four yeah
3: i, I bet before. you there is i would say the, the two things that are guaranteed cash yeah owning a wawa and owning yep. an nfl team oh no Chris. whoa yep. You, it's almost foolproof. Almost. We should go no, in together. No, wow, wow. that
6: owner of the team is not foolproof. They're proving that in Washington.
3: No, good it's point. There's a lot of foolishness <laughs> going on there. And, and, and speak, good, good segue, Barrett. We're, we're going to talk uh, at 2 o'clock to Jimmy Kemski. We, we did a little bit of this yesterday, but we'll dig deeper into it today. He's got the whole week he's got the, the, the NFC dumpster fire pieces running between the Giants, the Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. So, Jimmy's going to join us at two. What's up, Mama Brooks? Uh, he's going to join us at two, and Jim Salisbury is going to join us at one. Phillies did make a little move here, guys. They bring up Derek Hall, who's got 20 home runs at Lehigh Valley. They need some bat help, man, in, Boy, in that's a big good. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need some bat help. Yeah, mind. that
5: was evident last night.
3: Hey, hey Mom, how you doing? Well,
6: we'll talk about that lineup later. But how you yeah. doing, Mom? What's going on? Um, Mama
3: Brooks checks in.
6: Yeah, I um, my brother. See, my brother texted me this morning. He's making night nice, my brother. He's he's the barbecue and smoke guy. Okay. Like you, Derek, you and him would get along perfect. That's all he does. Is, Good. His food Good. is impeccable. On the, on the but he's making gumbo. You know that's my thing. You know my family say I'm the king of one pot um uh, one pot uh, uh food one pot dinners. You know what I'm saying. But I love gumbo, so I make gumbo. So he, he was we were going back and forth for text today, on how to make the roux and all that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying. Is but the I mean room? I do that. Yeah. Room? What's you gotta roux? make a roux when you make um, gumbo. You gotta use gumbo filet, a little uh, flour, and you season it up. Well, first of all, you gotta season the season up your vegetables, whatever vegetables you put it in, whether you put, you know, the the peppers, onions, uh, you know, some people put um, put um, okra in it. I don't put okra in mine, but you have to wait to don't, okay. don't put the okra in yet. But you put all that stuff in, and you and you you saute that. Then you take it out the pan and you leave the grease that's in there from sauteing it. Then you make your roux. Your roux is you take um, gumbo fillet and um, and uh, flour and you brown it like you're making gravy. It's just like making homemade gravy. You brown it. It's got to get a little darker because when you're browning it, um, gumbo fillet is like a green color, so it always looks gra- it always looks brown already. But you got to brown a little bit um, past that because it okay. because it's already dark. Then after that, you um, you, you start to add. Uh, you put some um, you know either vegetable stock or some chicken stock or whatever in there and you bring it to a boil. Then you add your, um, then you add your, your, your vegetables in there. Then you add your seafoods in there and you let it cook. And then you add a little tomato paste in there, just a little bit of tomato paste or, or you can use crushed tomatoes. Crushed tomatoes makes it good too. You let that simmer. And you know, I mean, it's, it's delicious, man. Nice. You gotta have okra. You gotta have your brother's doing
3: that now or you are.
6: No, my brother is. My brother's oh. making it. Yeah, is he? Is he?
3: Is he with you? Is he at your place?
6: No, no, no. He's in. He's in St. Louis. My oh, mom okay. lives with him. Um, um. My mom lives with him right now. So she. He's been cooking for her ah. on the weekends. So you know, they made. Um, uh, they made. I, I make this great. I make great egg foo young. Like I make it like the crib. You know, the crib that has great egg foo young. <laughs> I mean, the best Chinese food in the, in the world is in St. Louis. I'm telling you. I keep telling people that. What? Yes, I'm telling you, man. It's, it's, it's unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable. But I make uh, egg foo young like they do it at home. I mean, I take, um, you put a whole bunch of eggs and you, you know, you scramble them up. You, you don't cook them though, but you like, like you're going to scramble, you make your batter. You put a little bit of the cornstarch in there, but then you cut up, it's called uh, Chinese lettuce. I mean, cabbage, Chinese cabbage. Mm. It's like a wrinkled cabbage. You cut it up. You put it in there. You put some onions in there, regular onions. You dice up some onions, red onions. Then you put scallions in it, and you put a little bit of garlic, just a little bit of garlic in there, and then you put um some soy some sauce in there, and it makes it brown. Then you take your small pan. You know, I, I use a wok, but if you don't have to use a wok, you use a small frying pan, and you pour it in there, and you put your protein in it, and then you flip it over. You cook that and you put it down and you make some gravy, unbelievable! Unbelievable! Hey, you know hey, what hey, I admire
3: so? about you both, you guys, yeah. you, you're uh, really willing to to like take the time with this stuff. You're very right. yeah. yeah. I am.
4: Yeah. What,
3: you have no face, Rob. What can I throw to? What can I boil in the pot and let's go? Like I'm serious, man. Like I I really mean that. Like it's it's admirable how you guys are very detailed and, yeah,
5: and man. Tossing. I like to I like to try different spices and stuff when I'm doing steaks, ribs, uh, but. I don't overdo it because, number one, the cost of meat is ridiculous. Number two, right. I don't want to spend all that time preparing something and say, "Oh man, I, I mess." I don't. I don't like the taste. So I always have a go-to seasoning I will always implement on certain meats when I cook. But I have like twenty or thirty other different seasonings in my cabinet that I will try little of this, little that that won't overpower uh, the original flavor. Now, yesterday, I'm gonna. I don't know if you guys saw what I put on Twitter yesterday. But my one of my nieces is here from California, Tammy, and she makes incredible homemade pizza. She makes it. She rolls her oh, own that dough. Good, that Dude. good. So she made all this dough. She Sanders, she started. See if the you prep. can get
3: that off of Gunner's uh, social media, the pizza. Yeah, she, if, she started. The,
5: she started the prep work at like nine in the morning, mm-hmm. and so when everybody got off work and started filtering into the house about five thirty, I had fired up the big green egg. Well, my wife bought me this big green egg like four or five years ago for Father's Day. She also bought me a pizza stone, big 12 inch piece of stone. Until yesterday, that stone had never been out of the box. Mm. It was the a first piece time. Of
6: stone? What do you so, you put ten- it in the oven or what?
5: what no, no, no. You put it right on top. You put you'll see, you'll see when you see if if Xander pulls it up, you'll see how I put the stone. You put where'd you so, put it
3: on Twitter or Facebook? Where where it was Twitter? on Twitter. It's on Twitter.
5: Okay. Um at last count I had over 10,000 views and people keep telling me I need to do my own <laughs> 10,000 views
3: for that pizza yeah. that you posted, yes,
5: dude. I put 15 second videos on Twitter, eight. Right, Some we, of them might get over 30,000 views. It's weird, we'll have it in a
3: second. Yeah, I got my look. fault, man.
6: I don't, I don't like I, you guys say, go ahead, look, Xander, whatever you have. I it. never do, I never look at Twitter, man. I never look at oh, this. That fire it up! Fire, bro. That is hot. I like that.
3: Oh, Look at that. that looks amazing. That, that is very cool looking. Yeah, I, I mean, just yeah. the whole setup. I, I would have never now,
5: thought that you could do that with that. My, my niece Tammy made six different kinds of pizzas.
3: How yesterday. long did like? How long for one to cook?
5: Just one, seven apple. to seven to nine minutes. Now people kept saying you got to close the lid. Well, I only opened the lid to show people what I was doing. Yes, I know you close the lid. So, <laughs> so you notice the pizza stone? See, the pizza stone is under the under the pizza. Yeah, and you see the edges that is burning. That's parchment paper that's burning. You put the parchment paper there so it's easier to pick up when you use the pizza. uh yeah, ladle it to right pick off. It off. Yeah, yep, yeah. and the parchment paper comes right off. Now you see it, the white piece of stone is under it, and under that is called the pizza. It, it's called the uh, pre, presetter stone, and it's a stone. It, it, and, it, and it gives you the buffer, so the heat is not coming directly under. Damn. So I had to get it had to get it to six hundred degrees, uh, and the pizza's good. Co- so out of the out of the six pizzas she made, we did two on the, on the green egg, and she did the other four in the oven in the kitchen and outside in the garage. Mm. Dude, let me tell you something. There was maybe there may have been one pizza left out of all of you know. Then my oldest daughter and her husband came. Now my oldest daughter's husband, he cut every pizza because he wanted to make sure he got the first piece of each pizza. Josh, <laughs> I'm like really, really. I mean you. You know, he goes, hey, hey, hey you know, here the pizza. He goes, don't get near me. I'll cut you. So I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with that. So, but yeah, man, I'll tell you what, those pizzas were phenomenal. Brick oven pizza. Oh, my goodness. You I know, can't wait. So- I
6: can't wait for this weekend, man, because I, I, should I bring my shotgun?
5: No, it's going to 40- be 80 people there. We cannot be shooting on the property. Whoa, whoa, what's going now, on? Well, see, my, my oldest daughter you is act, yeah, You
6: act like it's, that's not appropriate. Now you gotta yeah. tell him why I said that.
5: Okay. You yeah, well, what I, are okay. we bringing a
3: shotgun? So, to, so <laughs> a
5: few so a few years ago, my my old my oldest daughter's husband for his bachelor party, he wanted to go p- uh, clay pigeon shooting at this farm out in uh somewhere in Maryland. Okay. Okay. So to practice because I had not practice with a lot of different things that he, uh, guns that he had. Him and his dad they have an arsenal of guns, right? So their property is four acres, and they have mm-hmm. these huge beautiful trees. So we were practicing shooting uh, targets. They would set some up in the tree. They would roll some on the ground, like you're trying to shoot a rabbit. And the next door neighbor is mom's brother. He owns four acres, so he ain't gonna say anything. And on the other side of the property is nothing but trees and woods, so we can shoot all day. And we're out there shooting, Barrett. I mean, what, where are we at? we had shotguns everywhere, didn't everywhere. we, Barrett?
6: Shotguns everywhere. You know, it was what like I'm ten of us, and you're just setting up targets just everywhere. You can shoot everywhere. As mm. long as you didn't shoot towards the road, you could shoot anywhere else. So we were just wow. okay. firing off. I was just shooting guns. Guns I hadn't even I didn't know I didn't had touched a gun in probably twenty years, and uh, like a shotgun. And and we were just shooting up everything, man. I'm I'm shooting at leaves. I mean, I'm everything, bro. You name it, I was shooting. But you're up. getting the band back. So that's together. why you're I said yes. So that's thing? why I said that okay. because knowing him, he'll probably bring out a gun. Come look at this new gun I got. Come here, look here, and he'll probably fire off a couple rounds while he's there.
5: Uh, Am I wrong for that and, saying that, though? No, but my daughter and his mom <laughs> would flat-out kill him if he pulls out a gun with 75, 80 people on the property okay, for, right. for my granddaughter. That ain't happening. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. My wife would probably push him in the pool, so that's right. not going to happen.
3: Yeah, but you, wow. get you get the big party for the one-year-old, man. Oh um, 75 people for a one-year-old. Seriously? That's a lot. It's a lot for a one-year-old. And, and yeah.
6: She won't even remember it.
3: What's yeah. what's that going to look like when she's sixteen or eighteen or graduating? Like, You're gonna here's, have like four hundred. A... It's gonna make like a wedding, we'll go a, to family a...
6: Dinners
5: that's what yeah. it's gonna turn into. Here, here's here's uh the gist of that story. Ain't my bill. I ain't paying for it. So he can have as many people as he wants.
6: <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. You, yeah, you can... right. Not yet. It's gonna be it's gonna be sweat equity, bro. Sweat equity. You are gonna, yes. gonna have to be there. You are gonna have to be barbecuing on That's the true. Grill. You will be working I told,
5: told him I'm going to help him barbecue Saturday. I'm taking four. I have, uh, I have four tents. I have two 10 by tens. Um I have two, uh, two that are with the flaps uh, that are 10, let's see 10 by 20. So they've got a big canopy tent. So it's supposed to be 50, 60% chance of rain, but like in the high eighties. So, you know, my, 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 they said, Look, all these people ain't coming in the house. That ain't happening. So, we have all these tents that we're gonna set. going to say, I'm going after the show tomorrow. I'm going to go down and help them set up because mm-hmm. Friday, of course, we're in Atlantic City doing a show. So, I can't help them Friday. Right. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we got cover it covered. I told myself, We're going to take one of these 10 by 10s and we're going to put it over your grill just in case it starts sprinkling so we don't get wet. So, and if you want me to, you know, if I got to do burgers, I got to do burgers. I don't care. You know,
6: I got I'd rather a, be on the I, grill. I got a, I got a 10x20 10 by 20 tent if you need it.
5: Okay, I'll tell him. But I think I think they're covered now, but I'll tell him. Okay. If you have but but then again, if you come to the party Saturday, we don't want to be setting up while the party's going. You know, what no, I mean?
6: no, no, I'll 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 even make the sacrifice on Thursday wow. tomorrow. Wow. And drive wow. it down to you, give it to you. I'll make that sacrifice, bro. See, just, just, see just,
5: just... I, I like the gesture, but here, Rob, here's what's gonna happen. Okay. Somehow, some way down the road, he's gonna bring this up and try to guilt trip me. Somewhere down the road, digger. I drove 133 miles to set up a tent and uphill up the both way. ways, barefoot <laughs> up, up, in, in the snow. snow. <laughs>
3: I had to push the truck up the hill both ways. I don't care if it's June or July or whatever it's going to be at that. I got point. there, had oh, to cook and everything snowing. else. <laughs> yeah, I like it, man. That's good. Look, it's going to be that'll be a fun that'll be a fun time, man. It sounds absolutely well, be awesome.
6: Even, even better time in uh at oceans at oceans yes um, where we're gonna be friday
3: we're gonna be doing the show we'll we'll, uh i guess we'll have an exact location soon right or do we Uh, have an exact location we don't
5: have have one yet but uh hey hey people fourth of july weekend if you people are doing anything come out to ocean casino say hi to barry brooks rob ellis d gun we'll be setting up uh ocean is going to unveil his new galleria and we'll be set up somewhere in there stop by You know some of you guys who have been loyal to us from day one since we've launched. Friday, yes, it's Friday, Fourth of July weekend. You have no excuse. Just come by and say hello. Wait, you know, hey, tell us, tell us what your name is on our chats, so we know how we're going to put a face to the to uh, yeah. who's been chatting with us uh, constantly since April 18th.
3: Agreed. The more, the merrier, man. So come on out. Help, oh, come on. out what and a, hang with us. What a promotion. Look at Kevin Savard. Look, 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 It'll be, uh, sounds like a
6: country wedding. You're uh, <laughs> on Saturday yeah, <laughs> shooting in the backyard.
5: Hey, I'm t- <laughs> hey, like I said, you've <laughs> seen the property, man. Matter <laughs> of fact, you know what? Matter of fact, I'm going to try to find it. I'm going to send Xander a couple of pictures. I believe we have pictures of us shooting out there. Okay. Um, and so you can get a chance to see it real quick. All right. Uh, I'll have
3: the bail
6: money ready in case things go sideways. Yeah. Well, there's something to not being able to hit the blinds, uh, the broad side of a barn. Yeah, I hear you. I I'm going to tell
5: you something. Here's here's <laughs> a challenge, Rob. Now, you look like Daniel Boone shooting at a stationary target. Because once you get a beat, on, I don't think it's cool. But then we go to this farm or uh, this property where, you know, it's like going to a – it's like going to a driving range right. to practice your swing. Okay. At this place, you have like twenty different stations, and it's clay pigeons emulating like one station. You're shooting a bird coming across. Like you, you, you one guy has to, yeah, to hit like the a yeah,
4: like a skeet, a skeet, shooting. Yes, yeah.
5: Yep. Then the next station is like you see the the, the, the target rolling through the woods, and you got to yeah. try to hit it like a rabbit on the move. It's a it's an awesome time. Although me and Barrett were down there in nowhere, Maryland, and we you know we we wanted to get out of there in a hurry. <laughs> hey, I told my, I told my son-in-law if we ain't out of here by dark, I'm gone. Ain't right, good. right. I'm, I'm yeah. leaving,
6: right. The, yeah, yeah. but um, no. I mean, like his, like his son-in-law, Josh. I, just playing around, he's like, "Hey, babe, I bet you I can, I can shoot uh, two at one time." It's just no unbelievable. Do it, oh. and he right. did it. He shot two clays at one time over one... his shoulder.
5: This dude's yeah. skilled.
3: He's got yeah. a lot of skills.
5: That's yeah. why yeah. I don't mess with him. In case, yeah. in case <laughs> the apocalypse break out, or, you know, in case something can break out like World War Z or what's that show that famous show? I, I stopped watching that after a while. What's that show that? Um uh zombie show game on America. I mean, uh, yeah, dead. in yeah, case yeah, in dead. case we ever end up like that, I got a whole family. I got family 12 miles down the road. I'm good. I got <laughs> I'm going I'm out good. to get some ammo. I got, you. I got the guys
6: I got, to get the ammo.
3: They got right. every kind of ammo you want. All, work, right. All, right, All well, right. Let me let me let us let everybody know what we have today. So uh um, oh, that's right.
6: We gotta talk about sports. That's right.
3: We All do right. Well, we'll mix a little bit of sports in somewhere. Uh we got Jimmy Kepsky at two. We at one o'clock, we got Jim Salisbury from NBC Sports mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Coming up, we're going to do arrow up or arrow down when it comes to some eagles this year. Uh, a little later, and this is an uh, honor of Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey is going to be bartending uh, during happy hour at the Ocean Drive in Sea Isle to raise money for the Eagles Autism, uh, you know, research that they w- w- incredible job that they do with that. Uh, figure, you know, I heard him on the morning show today, and I heard D Gun on the morning show today with uh, with Angelo and Crew. You right, did a great right. job, Gunner. Uh, you still
5: trying to try to dupe me? See, they try to, uh, D-Gun. Are uh, you to interested in the NBC uh openings?
3: I got nothing to say,
5: nothing to say. Yeah, yeah, to they, say,
3: I figured they try to pull you into that web. I figured yeah. that, um, but yeah, and, and but Kelsey was basically on almost the entire show with them. Uh, he was amazing, but he's bartending to raise some money, he did it last year too, and with that in mind. One of the things we're gonna dive into is the most popular Philadelphia athlete the last 30 years. You know, we'll see where Kelsey ranks. It can be any sport, not just the Eagles, but the Sixers, Flyers, Phillies, et cetera. could so you go college? Whatever. I mean, you go any direction. And we could go coaches, we can go front office, we go players. We'll do that coming up as well. You don't want to go anywhere. We got a lot in store for you, but we come back arrow up, arrow down, and we'll run through a bunch of different eagles and uh, see what you think. You want to you want to jump in there in the comment section? Feel free. Uh, that's for sure. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, it is about that time. Yeah, we, we were talking about grilling and all the other stuff. You got a little little hunger pangs there. Uh, Station Tap Catering can help you with that, can satisfy those hunger uh, pains. That's for sure. Station Tap Catering in Drexel Hill will handle your next business function with ease while you focus on securing an opportunity for your company. They have 50 years experience in food preparation, Station Tap Catering will impress, and your guests will be impressed. As I mentioned to you, I've had Station Tap Catering uh, cater to my house. I've been at events where they've catered. The food is unbelievable. Even for weirdo eaters like me, it, it, it is great, whether it's the wings, whether it's the chicken tenders for the kids, whether it's the fries, whether it's the pasta, whether it's the salads, whether it's the sandwich wraps. they got healthy stuff for you, too. they got it all covered. Trust me when I tell you that. Station Tap Catering provides delicious food for private events as well. You got something uh, at your business and you need it uh, catered to, they can get there, man. Uh, they will also handle any kind of corporate function, any kind of individual package meals you may need for a tailgate of your own. They can handle it. 484-469-9222, 484-469-9222. That's how you reach out. Or you go to stationtapcatering.com. That's stationtapcatering.com.
0: with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Alright, did you
2: know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. Alright, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to Redder, go to left, thank the mama. Mama, go up,
8: oh, She did it. Again?
9: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh Uh-huh.
3: All right, we're back. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're doing well out there. Uh, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. and uh, I always tell everybody, check out uh, jacobsports.com as well. That's J-A-K-I-B, as you can see in the graphic right there, jacobsports.com. Got all kinds of great pieces on there. Our guy John McMullen, who you hear on Birds 365 with Jody Mack. He's got unbelievable Eagles content on there. You can always link up to our show, to any of the shows, Dan Ancelio Show, to Jody and 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 John as well. Any of our programming, you can link up there and you can listen to the podcast, go back and listen to some of the interviews we've done. And, you know, not to toot our own horn, guys, but we've had some pretty good guests, including uh, Lane Johnson, including Brandon Graham a couple of times, including Brian Dawkins, including Howie Roseman, including Andy Reid. So, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. And we'll continue to, to, to give you those folks, those kind of folks as well. Uh, a little bit later today, as I mentioned, while Jim Salisbury... And then Jimmy Kemsky. All right, guys. So we're now uh, less than a month away from Eagles training camp. 26th of July is when they begin. So we're about mm, 28 days, somewhere in that neighborhood. But who's counting? Um, So we we thought we'd do a little exercise today of the needle pointing up or the needle pointing down on certain guys and what you expect out of this year. So uh, without further ado, let's hit it. So which way is the needle pointing uh, Barrett? for miles sanders up or down
6: i would say that it's pointing up because this is a contract year for him he, he's got he's got to put up a shut up man and you know he's, he's interviewing for like i said 31 other teams not just the eagles so i mean that the the needle's gonna be pointing up simply because he's got some some things he needs to prove he needs to see, show that he's number one available um, I heard a little soundbite from him the other day about him saying, all right, you know, he's he's ready to go in and take that next step. But in order for him to take that next step, he said he needs more touches. Well, you need to be available for those touches in order to get those touches. Can you imagine if he was there for the last eight games of the um, year when that offensive line turned the corner and they start mm. running the rock and, you know, they were going running back by committee? imagine how explosive he could have been from, from even the Detroit game on if he was available for this team to yeah, you know, play 12 games, Barrett to your point, he missed five. Last right. Year. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's ridiculous, you know, for him to say, all right, I need more touches. If you're not there to get the touches.
3: Yeah. You know Miss, what I mean? Missed uh, five games in 2020, missed five games last year. He had, he's had 164 attempts in 2020, 137 attempts in 2021. I mean, that's been one of the biggest knocks is if you want to be like, I don't know what a bell cow back is anymore, other than, Derrick Henry in the league. There, there, it really isn't the way it used to be where you just hand the ball off a million times. But if you want to be the every down back, you got to be able to stay on the, on the field. And that hasn't been the case with miles. Well, you know, he, he
6: also, um, even when those, you know, those times when he did come back from the injury, they were hold they were handling him with kid gloves. You know, they wouldn't give him a lot of the carries because he was scared. He was going to get hurt again, you know? So in, in order for him to really take that next step, he's got to get his body in, in, in top physical shape ready to rock and roll to to take the pounding of being an NFL running back. We've seen it hurt, you know, running backs in the in the past. Look at Zeke now. Look at mm-hmm. um, you know, look at um, uh Saquon Barkley, his his ex running mate in, in Penn State. All these guys have got beaten up so much that they're they're going through the same thing he's going through.
3: Mm-hmm. Interesting. How about you, D guy
5: I couldn't agree with uh Barrett Moore. Uh I think he said it all. Um Miles Sanders has to to prove his durability. Um, this is a money year for him. Running backs in the National Football League are now dime a dozen. And the ones who are getting paid the decent money are the ones that are showing they can be out there 14, 15 games a season consistently. Um, Miles Sanders is kind of that tweener back, in, and, and that's just his body type. Mm-hmm. He's not the type of running back who's going to carry the ball 25, 30 times a game. But I think he's very effective in getting 15 to 20 touches a game. And that, that doesn't necessarily mean running the ball 15, 20 times a game. It also means catching the ball out of the backfield. And there's a market for running backs like that because there are not many running backs in the NFL that do both well, mm-hmm. run the ball well, and catch it out of the backfield. And when he's in open space, he's as, he's as good as just about anybody in the league in terms of making people miss and taking it to the house when he, he, he hits open space. But, but first and foremost, he has to show that – he can, he can stay out there. But when you're 5'10", and he's only like 205, 210, and he's been getting banged up a lot the last couple of years, that's a red flag for a lot of teams. So and I think in order for him to get the kind of money that he's he's going to get, not top-dollar money, but just good money, whether it's with the Eagles or somebody else, he's going to have to put up at least 1,300, 1,400 total yards this season. Wow. At least 13 1,400. See, I, very, I,
3: I think yeah. he is sort of a – a back by committee guy, more yeah. than he is a yeah. feature, because I don't think he can stay healthy. Because I don't, you know, to me he he struggles to run between the tackles simply because he doesn't want to put his head down sometimes. And I'm kind of okay yeah. with that if you use him that way. Um, I I like what they have in the backfield with him. I like yeah. Boston Scott. I like Kenneth Gainwell. I I, I like the backfield. So I'm too. okay getting those guys some touches. You know, the biggest thing for me with Miles is a show me you can stay healthy. And B realize yep. not everything has to be a seventy yarder. Like exactly. sometimes exactly. you, you got to get three yards up in there. And it, you're it, right it, about that. Rob. You know, and yep. it may not look. It's a maybe some of that is he doesn't want to take the beating. And I I look, that's part of the gig. So he he's got to just get his his mindset in that. Look, some of this is not going to be just me in space making some guy miss. Like sometimes I got to take on, you know, a tackler. So I. I don't know if his numbers are going to jump. Like I'm hopeful he can play obviously all 17 games. I'm not saying that, but his production has been good when he gets the ball. I mean, guys, for his career, he's a better than five yard per carry guy. He can yes, hit the home yes, run. Yes. Um. I just I just want to see a little bit more toughness, for lack of a better word, out of Miles.
5: And so, sometimes he dances too much also um, yeah. and, and misses the hole. Yep. And and that'll cost him as well. He's the kind of back you got to get up there and get through there in a hurry. That's his claim to fame. Dancing behind a line of scrimmage nine times out of ten, he's going to get in trouble. He's not a power back, so he's not going to break a lot of tackles. He's a a, a shake and bake kind of guy. Make people miss and then leave you in his dust. Mm -hmm. Um, He's got to show he can do that more consistently uh, in terms of um, getting more teams to look at him and driving the numbers up, hopefully uh, after the season.
3: And, and let's face it, guys—he's he plays a a position that the they don't value as much in the league. Unless no. you're a real no. elite type, you're no. you're not getting crazy money. You know, you're just not.
5: There's still a few teams in the league that take pride in the running game consistently. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, teams like that. But you're right. For the most part, teams use the run to set up the pass. Yep. And and it costs and it costs running backs a lot of money because they're not featured in a lot of all mo- you look at a lot of teams around the league as running back by committee and they basically use that running game to set up their passing. game. And
3: it's later round picks. It's not, Absolutely. it's not Saquon Barkley, you know, no. getting selected no. where he got selected. It, it, it really, the I mean, Elliotts and stuff like that now. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of a dying breed. I, I, yeah. it's a shame. I love the running back, man. I love the position. I love watching the, the, the good ones, but yeah, it's kind of just what it is at this point. All right. So miles. So I think, You guys would both say pointing up because it's a big year for him in terms of getting paid. I'd say that's kind of a like sideways needle for me uh, right now with Miles because (laughs) Mm. I just need to see it, man. I think he's kind of flatlining a little bit. but We'll see. Look, he's talented. He's incredibly talented. All right. So there's Miles Sanders. Um, I want to kind of jump around a little bit. I'm going to go to both sides of the ball. All right. I'm going to hit you with Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat was extended last year, if you remember. Came on on in the second half but and unfortunately this was a pretty serious injury that he had with the you know he missed the uh, playoff game it wasn't his fault by any yeah, stretch yeah um but i I am not the biggest josh sweat guy I think he's okay Ooh. i don't I don't think he's special I don't i I need to see more production out of him where Barr I'll, I'll give you first crack and then uh and then Gunner
6: um I mean if, if you i wish we did have that that ability to go sideways and level off because I'm still cramming to see how this young man fits in the whole system of
3: of of, of, a, of, a, of a Gannon's. Um, considering what they've added and how they may go odd and right, even fronts, you know, that kind of so thing. So when you go what, out, what is used best in Barrett, for people who don't know? He's he's
6: a defensive. He's a four down defensive end. Meaning he's yeah. going to be on the outside rushing up the field. That's where he's going to be most productive. When they go into these multifaceted type of um, offenses, uh, defenses. He's gonna be the type that all right, you gonna if you have a five down front when you have a nose right over the center, the two guards covered with you know with 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 Hargrave and, and Fletcher Cox, then on the outside you got Brandon Graham and then you have Hassan Reddick. Well, how does he break the lineup? You know what I'm saying? Is he gonna be out there where Brandon Graham is? Can he? Be, what if they ask him to go back and, and and drop, especially with his knee being the way it is? Hmm. So the only other alternative I can see him being if they're gonna go in a thirty front it's kind of putting him in a position where he's going to be uh, um, a three technique, maybe a three technique. Or if they do go three down where they have the nose and then he has you know, a, a defensive end over the tackle and then another defensive end over the tackle, <coughs> Excuse me. He, could, he could be all right in that type of predicament. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's going to be hard for him to really show that he's an outside rusher that can also do the other things that you have to do. To be in a, uh, an outside linebacker-esque type of uh, position. Interesting. All right. How about you,
5: Gunner? When I when I look at a Josh Sweat, um, I, I don't I don't see him as an every down type DN. I think he's more of a situational DN. Um, I still think he has some work to do in terms of uh, defending the run. I think he's a good ed- edge rusher, a good burst off the ball. I mean, the dude the dude was a situational player last year, and he's still tied for the team lead in sacks. We'll with, and half, with right? Seven and a half. That's you know, seven kind of
3: and an and a indictment of their pass rush, too. It's
5: comment. true. It is. It is, but you know, it could have been somebody else. Why wasn't it Derek Barnett? Well, you know, oh, man, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I think he has a he has a lot of talent. I, I still don't think he's tapped into all of his talent. I think he's the kind of guy you can move around um and, and, and utilize to the best of his ability. Um, but I, I just think he's that tweener, uh okay. the type of guy. I think he's more of a pass rusher than he is a run defender. And when I think about an every-down DN, I think about the DNs that can do both well. And I don't see him in that category.
3: Okay. All right. i, I I'm going to stay uh, because you just sparked something I'm thinking of. I'm going to stay on the, on the defensive side. Let, let's go with Derek Barnett. I think a lot of us, myself included, are surprised that he's back. I would have moved on. Um, yeah. They brought him back at a cheaper number than, you know, certainly than than – you know, maybe some others would have gotten on the open market. So he's not costing you as much. But this was a former 14th overall pick in, in the 2017 draft who has not lived up to the billing here. So, Derek, you get first crack here at uh, at, at Mr. Barnett. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say. For me, it's distinctly down, by the way.
4: I'm
5: gonna, I'm, and I was just going to say I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards down. And the reason being he hasn't elevated his game. He's been the same player to me for the last couple of years. His mental mistakes overshadow his ability to be a decent player. Um, I I need to see a little bit more. Now, the times that I've seen him get to the quarterback, this dude has a bend like nobody else. I mean, he can bend and get up and under these big tackles, but I don't see it enough consistently. And then when he makes one good play, he makes two or three boneheaded plays that cost the team in penalties or, you know, cost them in terms of making a big play. And I don't know if he's going to get any better, so that's why I say it's pointing down for me towards uh, when it comes to a Derek Barnett. Hmm. You I bet you that. I can't see
6: um, the positives with him because I had so many high expectations for him, and yeah, and it is it, probably not fair for me to say okay, um, my expectations since he didn't reach my expectation that makes him a guy that you know not necessarily down, but you know he's kind of status quo like even going across i just didn't think he did enough for him being a the third was it 12th or 13th he was 13th or 14th pick 14 14 overall yeah 14th pick overall in the draft and he didn't have the production i thought he was gonna have and there's a lot of a lot to do with him uh making stupid bonehead mistakes i mean he put himself in, in 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 bad positions all the time you know the reason why he didn't play a lot is because number one health but the you know the big thing was he didn't make smart decisions, you know, out there when he was on the field. So I can't see him necessarily being a guy that, you know, you could trust in a big type situation. So I think it's going to be down. He's going to be down because they're not going to trust him enough to be out there when the when you know, you know, what is the games on the line? Yeah, big you need spot. that pass
3: rush. You need it. We're not, they're not going to him. Well, let me ask you guys this. I, I think Nick. I think we would all characterize Nick Sirianni as a pretty positive guy. Would you guys agree? Absolutely, <laughs> right? yeah, absolutely I mean yeah. an uber positive guy. When you guys remember the cutaway on the oh, sideline, yeah. uh, him again, or what, you know whatever he said yeah, when yeah. Barnett committed that personal foul. When when Nick Sirianni saying that, it's probably pretty bad, right? Number oh, one, absolutely. And, yeah. and this is what I wonder too about the dynamic here. I, I don't know if Nick Sirianni was real thrilled that Derek Barnett was coming back. This feels like it may have gone above him to bring him back. That's at absolutely that
6: how we pick. I mean, uh, yeah. how he brought him back. How he brought I, him back.
3: so I don't like, I don't know how much we see him on the field. Like I, he's going to play. I'm not saying that, but I don't know if he's going to get as much, nearly as much what as, many opportunities what? as he got the last couple of years. Aren't they paying him
6: like five and a half million dollars? Yes. something
5: Like that. Yeah. I, I'm, trying I know, category, I I'm trying to put him in a category. I'm trying to put him in a category of Brandon Graham. Very similar in terms of how their careers start out. Both of them were like in the teens, mm-hmm. a first round being draft pick, uh, a, a, a picked. Uh, Brandon Graham stumbled through his first, you know, part of his career. Got and hurt. then all of a sudden the light switch came on. And I'm trying to give Barnett the benefit of the doubt. But what 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 Barnett does that Brandon Graham didn't do is makes those stupid penalties. Yep. You know, for, for, for Graham, it was always the injuries. You know, and for Barnett, it's always being talked about on TV for costing him 15 yards for a late hit or some mm-hmm. stupid, something stupid. So I, I, I'm hoping he's matured to the point and he's looked at enough film of, him, of himself to realize, um, you know what, if I want to stay in this game and if I want to get paid, get, I, I've got to show that I was worthy of being a first-round pick. Up to this point, he hasn't shown that yet.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm I like not sure.
5: That
3: I I'm not sure he's going to show you that he's worthy of that. I think it's kind of what it is. But, yeah, there's no doubt. There's uh, there's a lot of room for improvement there with him. All right, one more on defense, and I want to jump back to offense here. Javon Hargrave had an unbelievable probably first eight to ten games last year. Yep. And he got pretty quiet after that. Now, still made some plays, but he wasn't quite the dominant force that he was. How much of that is – hey, look, you wear down, the season goes on, guys get beat up. How much of it was Fletcher Cox wasn't playing great, so he got a lot of attention, You have double teams, et cetera, and it was only natural that he was going to slow down a little bit. You know, he he wasn't quite the same guy. I would say overall still really good year, no doubt. But he's another guy who's going into possibly his last year as an eagle. As we enter the 22 season, where's the needle on Javon Hargrave uh, gutter?
5: I'll I'll say up uh, if he plays, if he gives me exactly what he gave me last year with a little bit more stamina down the stretch, I, that's all I want for him. He can play on my football team any day of the week. Um, I like what he brings to the table. I like that he commands double teaming a lot of times. And even when he's double team, he can still get a good push, you know, and, and collapse the pocket and, and force a quarterback out of that comfort zone. Um, I wonder how much of it, like you said, was wear and tear in the body. You know, when you play that position, anytime you play offensive line, defensive line, you know, there's a lot of banging going on in there, man. Your knees, your ankles are taking, you know, are taking a lot of pounding. And I wonder how much of that, you know, I think there was some type of small nagging injury that affected him down the stretch that wasn't talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, and he just fought his way through it. But I think I'm pointing the arrow up on Javon
3: Hargrave in 2022. I would agree. I think the needle's up on him. I, first of all, I think he's a really good player. Uh, number one, he, Daddy, he, he's, yeah. he's yeah. And Barrett, yeah. you know, he's been used, um, in similar systems that he, that they're going to incorporate, I think more this year in Pittsburgh. So he's, exactly. he's not going to be one of these guys who's, who, you know, can't handle what, you know, one system or the other, he's going to be fine. I think Hargrave, especially considering it could be his last year here. He's still young enough. He wants to get paid next year. I think he's going to have a, a really good year for, him. I'm going up. Where yet? I'm definitely
6: going up. Um, you're right about, you know, his production it went down because he began he became the guy that they needed to block. You know, when when a defensive coordinator, when an offensive coordinator approached this game and all right, who are we gonna double team? Well, usually you would double team Fletcher Cox, but it totally shifted. They started double teaming um hargraves because the production wasn't you know, in front of hargraves and not necessarily, you know, for, for Fletcher Cox. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I I I truly believe that he's going to be that guy this year. He will definitely be that guy this year. And I think he's gonna have a lot of production this year. Okay. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing him play, especially you're right, because he played in Pittsburgh where they have it was it's it's a it was a three-four system. Mm-hmm. Um he played the nose. So he understands how to, you know, the, the dynamics of being a two-gapper at times because he played it for a long time. In fact, that's what made him his his first year here, it took him a while to get into being that one gap type of player that mm-hmm. they need him to be. Once he got past that, then it was all over with. Now he's got to be, you know, kind of uh, well-versed at both ways, being up the field as a one-gap guy and also being a two-gap type of player.
3: All right, I'm going to stay – I'm going to go back over to the offensive side, and this time I'm going to go with a coach, okay, because we're we're running a little short here. Shane Steichen,
4: Mm. needle up,
3: needle down. Barrett, he's been given now A.J. Brown. He's got arguably the best offensive line in football. We talked about the running game that he's got with with it, you know three guys who can play. Um, he's got Devontae Smith going into his second year now, who had a really good rookie year, and he's got Dallas Goddard. There's a lot there, and you know, obviously Hertz is the you know centerpiece of this thing. What are your thoughts on Steik and calling plays this year and what this might look like? I think this is going to be a
6: great year for Steichen. He mm. He understands how to get the best out of the offensive um, players that he had. He, that's what he did the last half of the season, put his guys in great positions. Um, he went to the strength of the offensive line running the ball. He understood that you know um, when you have big guys like that, that up front, you know why not just use those guys in the best capacity you can. He knew the shortcomings that that um, you know Hertz was having at that point with with passing the ball consistently. So you know it, I think he's in. Going to get even better going into this year and really taking advantage of all the opportunities that he has to, um, you know, with that great offensive line and now a number one receiver that, you know, you have to account for as a defensive uh, coach.
5: D. Um I think when a head coach uh, gives up the reins of play call- calling, especially offensive minded head coach to your offensive coordinator, he has the utmost of confidence. They're in the same wavelength in terms of how they think, how they approach games, down distance, things like that. So I think the arrow is up for Steichen. I think with the addition of A.J. Brown, with the year-older Devontae Smith, a year-older Quez Watkins, hopefully a year-older and much better Jalen Hurts with that plethora plethora of running backs they have and one of the best, arguably the best offensive line collection in the NFL. I, I don't see how Steichen can mess, mess this up. Um, you know, when you when, when a head coach picks picks an offensive coordinator, he picks them because they they think alike, you know. And, and I think I think like Barrett said, I think Steichen is going to have a very good year in terms of calling plays, being creative with calls, and getting this team to the end zone.
3: Okay, All right. here's what we'll do because there's a ton more that I want to hit you guys with. We'll we'll transition this over to tomorrow. We'll keep this going arrow up arrow down tomorrow, and the guys will hit Jalen Hurts. Uh, Isaac Sayamalo, Jonathan Gannon, Nick Sirianni, Ooh. James Bradbury, Marcus Epps, Anthony Harris. We got a lot of guys. We're going to get to Fletcher Cox wow, among dude.
4: them. Right, so right. we'll
3: we'll we'll, wow. we'll put a pin on this right now, but we'll pick it back up tomorrow. So we will definitely can roll that thing over into Thursday's show. All right. So we come back and we're not done with football, by the way. Jimmy Kempzki going to be joining us at two and we'll do a little dumpster fire. For the NFC East, we'll talk about the Eagles with Jimmy as well. We'll do that at 2 o'clock. Come back. We'll talk a little Phillies with Jim Salisbury of NBC Sports Philadelphia. They make a little move today, but we got a lot more to discuss with Jim when we get back. Don't go anywhere. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. All right. Knowing who to trust with your finances can be a really scary proposition. And I'm right there in the front of the line. For years, it was a struggle finding the right person. But finally, after all these years, I do have the right one for you. And I can tell you from personal experience that I trust my finances with Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. And whether that's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, if you have a small business and you're trying to figure out how to set up your employee benefits, it's yet another resource that Jim can help you with. I've entrusted, among other things, my IRA. My 401k roll over to Jim, and I couldn't be happier. He's also there as a great sounding board and a great resource for me. If I have any questions regarding what I'm doing, the way things are trending, what to get on, what to get off, all those kind of things. And you know, as as volatile as things have been, you want somebody that you can talk to about that kind of stuff. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751, or just drop him an email at Murray. M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim. At principle
0: At eleven with Rick Williams, it's the team you trust to bring it all together—the stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at eleven with Rick Williams.
2: All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to Reddick, go to thank you mama. mama go up, mama. She did it.
8: Again,
9: you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
2: Uh huh.
3: Welcome back, in everybody, happy Wednesday, one and all. We are Sports Take. He is Derek Gunn. He is Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We are joined by the man who covers the Phillies as good as anybody in town, uh, and you can follow him on Twitter, at NBCS and, of course, NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com, Jim Salisbury. Jim, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you guys?
5: Good, man. Good, good to have you.
3: you. You have to be thrilled. What's up, um, bro? Wawa Hoagie Day today? I mean, this is a uh, this is a different <laughs> level kind
7: of kind of day, man. This is a uh, it's like when the Eagles announced their schedule.
3: You know, everybody, everything
9: shuts down. Everybody,
3: everybody goes crazy. You know, <laughs> except it's all wins. There's no losses, right? When it comes to Wawa Hoagie Day,
7: all, all wins. Uh, yeah, all wins, definitely. When you get a nice shorty on the way to work, there you go. There you go. Hey
5: Jim, are you a big are you a big Wawa guy consistently?
7: Yes, I, I I am, and I'm amazed that. Uh, like the way the penetration they have into the into the area you know yes um it's uh even when like you go you guys probably have encountered this like when you go on the road and somebody Mm -hmm. will hear you from philly and oh wow yeah
4: yes i hear that yeah i do
7: i mean i'm i'm there probably every day getting a coffee and uh if you promise not to tell my wife Um, you know, driving home late at night from the ballpark, that 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 one on 322 was pretty tempting for maybe
3: (laughs) maybe one of those uh, one of those ice cream snickers. You know, oh (laughs) oh oh man, that's a go-to. There's no doubt that's a go-to. Oh man, well, Jim, look, a lot to to dive into since we last talked to you. They've had Phillies. Look, all in all, I know you know we'll talk about last night, but they've had a great month of June. You know that's for sure. But a lot's happened. You know, a lot's gone down here with Harper with Eflin now and. You know, you just try to figure out exactly what this is and how they, I guess, survive over the next, if it is four to six weeks with Harper, can they do it? In your estimation, without making a trade, I know they brought up Derek Hall, which we'll get into in a second. Can they survive this without Harper, you think? Uh, I, I think it's survivable.
7: Um, I don't think it's a fatal blow. That said, I think it's a, it's a big blow. You know, it's a big body shot. It, you know, rocks the, the rib cage, rocks you to the core, uh, but there are ways I think they can overcome it. Um, and, you know, a lot of parallels have been drawn to the team they're playing tonight, the Braves, who, you know, lost um, Ronald Acuna yep. and um, Marcelo Zuna last year. Two big blows to their outfield and their offense. And, you know, a lot of focus went on their GM, Alex Anthopoulos, and rightfully so. He re- remade that outfield on the fly uh, with some big trades. He kind of uh, – Kind of uh, scavenged, scavenged some parts off of um, teams that were out of it and tanking and whatnot. Uh, but to me, still the biggest lift that team got was from his existing guys: Freddie Freeman, Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson. That crew; those guys who were already there. They stepped up. They picked up the load, and then with the new guys coming in, that sort of helped and augmented it. So I think it starts with the guys there. If they're going to overcome the loss, to Har- uh, loss of Harper, they need more from um, from Castellanos, clearly. They need more from Real Mudo, clearly. They need more from Gregorius. Um, they need continued excellence from Kyle Schwarber and mm-hmm. tip of the hat to him for the job he has done here reviving this team in the month of uh, June. And they need continued production from Reese Hoskins, who has also done a really good job in the month of June. So I, it, But I also do believe they're going to need a little help from the front office. Uh, they're going to give a look to Derek Hall tonight. Uh, I believe he's going to be the DH. Uh, they need another left-handed bat. He's got some pop. Uh, but even beyond that, I, I could see them going out and getting another left-handed bat. Um, or just a bat in general, a productive bat. I'd rather have a productive bat than just a left-handed bat who's mediocre. Uh, but a left-handed bat would be ideal to help stem the tide with Harper out to kind of mitigate the, uh, the loss offensively. And if you've got a left-handed hitting outfielder, you might be able to play him in right field, and that puts Castellanos in, D- in the DH spot, and so it could conceivably improve the outfield defense. Um, so I think it's going to take a group effort. The guys there are going to have to play better and the front office, I think is going to have to give a little help and everybody's going to have to, you know, say some novenas that, um, that Harper's back (laughs) in the short term. And, um, I've sensed, you know, nobody ever knows everybody's body heals differently, but this guy's an animal. I mean, he's a real animal. I mean, Barrett, you would love this guy in a football clubhouse, you know, he's an animal. Uh, he gets after it. And it wouldn't put, you know, I hear a lot of optimism from people in the know that, you know, he might be back sometime second half of August. Uh, I wouldn't rule it out. Everybody's body heals differently, but I wouldn't rule it out. Cause he, he's really going to get after it. He really wants to get back here uh, quickly. My personal take on it. If he's in the batter's box, looking like Bryce Harper doing damage on September one, that's a win, mm-hmm. but it's really incumbent on the team to stay there, stay in it. So when he comes back, um, you you're still there and he and he can have an impact both emotionally because i think he's going to give everybody a lift kind of a absolutely a yep. no doubt. It. and also you know with this play on the field
5: hey jim uh, i love the article you recently wrote about you know the eagles uh, the eagles the uh, phillies do need a bat in the lineup and you throw out some names like ian hap josh bell nelson cruz do the Phillies have enough to trade to, to get a player of those caliber
7: um you know, I, I do think they have enough to trade. It's a question of, you know, will they? Mm-hmm. Uh, they they don't want to empty out their system. They yep. have a it's a thin system, but there are guys there that teams like, especially you know you get down to the a ball level, some of the arms they have,
4: mm-hmm.
7: uh, everybody in baseball likes. but they have to be protective of those four or five arms that they have that are coming along that could be the makings of a future rotation. It's so important to to kind of grow your own pitchers and make your own pitching staff from within. Uh, you can't keep, continue to go out there and buy your pitching staff. Um, so they're going to be very protective. Like a guy like Mick Abel, who was the number one pick a couple of years ago, he's not going anywhere. Last year's number one pick, Andrew Painters, he's not going anywhere. They got another big arm named Griff McGarry down at Jersey shore. I mean, inconsistent in throwing strikes, but when he does, he's, he's, he is outrageously electric. Uh, I could see him closing games in Philadelphia um someday maybe not even that far away uh i would be protective of guys like that maybe there's another guy down there named ben brown who's taking a big step forward you know maybe you consider something like that maybe you consider something like uh francisco morales maybe you consider a catching prospect position prospect i just don't i think they're going to be very very judicious uh in protecting their their arms in the minor leagues Mm. so they have stuff to get deals done it's whether or not they want to give up a significant piece And you have to ask yourself a question. Are they one piece away from the World Series? I personally don't think so, but I do think you get the right piece. um, You get the right help offensively and defensively. You can get to the playoffs, and that's so important. With a 10-year playoff drought, uh, they're desperate to get there. The $230 million payroll, they're desperate to get uh, somewhere with this payroll. Mm -hmm. If you can squeak into the playoffs, I mean, now you're coming at them with a Zach Wheeler and an Aaron Nola and maybe a Ranger Suarez getting his act together, there is – there are ingredients in that starting pitching rotation that would make me as an opponent, as an opposing team, even an opposing team that's favored in a series against the Phillies, I'd be like, I'm not sure I want to play the Phillies because right. you, get, you get Nola and Wheeler dialing things up like they can, and you might be going home early. So um, those are all good names. Uh, you know, hey, Bell is having a great year. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. You can DH him. I just – I think – Washington's going to have you over a barrel for a guy like that. They're probably going to have you over a barrel for a guy like um, for a guy uh, like Nelson Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian Happ still got some young upside to him. I mean, the Cubs are probably going to have you over a barrel for him. To me, a really good fit um, team-wise would be Kansas City with Whit Merrifield, with uh, Andrew Benintendi, uh, Michael Taylor's over there. But the guy I really like is um, is Benintendi, left-handed bat. Uh, good defender i think he, he he's not going to be Bryce Harper but he could i think mitigate the loss a little bit uh, offensively and uh, help you defensively um I, and he's left-handed it would be so ideal to get a left-handed guy with yeah. Harper. Um, so i would kind of maybe i, I don't know I, i'm sure they've talked to Kansas City about what it's going to take but the prices are high because everybody knows how desperate the Phillies are. Still a month away from the deadline. They're trying to gonna, trying to hold you over a barrel. So the Phillies going to have to walk that tightrope. How much can you give up uh, to get where you need to be? And they're going to be kind of keeping their ear to the ground about Harper's recovery. If it's moving fast, maybe you don't have to do something big. If it's moving slow, maybe. So there's just so many balls in the air uh, that that front office and that medical staff has to keep track of as they try to plot ways to get – through this. But bottom line is I do think they need help from the front office in addition to getting help from the existing guys. Well
6: let me ask you this Jim. Um, you know, thinking of you know Harper not being there, um, do you think that last night's lineup was the most optimal lineup, you know, keeping Schwarber at the lead um, leadoff and, you know, after that, you know, it's it's kind of up in the air, you know, with J T or you know, who's who's gonna step up? You know, what what would be, what would be your best lineup heading into next game?
7: Well with- see, honestly they they do need a left-handed bat in the middle. And that's why I think they're going to give a look to this Derek Hall tonight um, against the right-hander. You know, I, I think as long as guys are performing, you can have some flexibility as where you where you're putting them. I mean, right now we go, uh, hmm, they hit DD cleanup the other day? He doesn't have a home run. I mean, that's a you know that's a head scratcher. But they don't have much else in the middle left-handed. If if JT is swinging it the way he can, and if, if Castellanos is swinging it the way he, um, he can and it did in the second half last year. I mean, you can hit those guys in the middle. It's just, you know, right now with them struggling, it, it's kind of glaring. And we'll say this, JT is warming a little bit. Uh, drove in another run last night. They really need to get Castellanos going. This guy profiles as the middle of the order guy and he hasn't hit that way um, this season. Uh, as far as, you know, the optimum lineup, um, I, 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 I think it starts with Schwarber, Schwarber one and Hoskins two. And the reason I say that is, you know, they didn't have a leadoff guy the first two months of the season. They ran Schwarber <laughs> through there. They ran Hoskins through there. I think O'Double peeked his head in there a little bit. Yep. Um, and then they finally went, you know, and, and then at one point, Schwarber was back in the middle, and Joe said, yeah, we're just going to keep it that way. And all of a sudden, June comes, and Schwarber's up at the top. Reese is number two, and they both get hot together. So Schwarber getting hot has given you a leadoff, man. It's given you big production. Um I, I think if he kind of stays warm and, and Hoskins continues to swing it and they get some support under them and some, and some right-left balance, maybe with the addition of a left-handed bat, maybe Derek Hall gives them some uh, here and there, uh, I think that would really help their lineup. But the thing that would help their lineup most isn't where Rob Thompson puts guys. We put so much emphasis on that. It's go produce. Go produce. Is there really that much difference between hitting three and six? Is there really that much difference between hitting two and five? Mm -hmm. Go hit. Go have a good at bat. You know, swing at strikes. Work the count. You know, know the situation of the game. There's a runner on base. I need to be aggressive with runners in scoring position. Late in the game, I need to see pitches. This guy's wearing down. I need to see pitches. You know, go up there and be a good major league hitter, regardless of where they put you, and you'll be amazed what happens to the lineup.
3: Jim, mm. right, right on. And, and here, here's what I'm at. You brought up Castellanos. What's frustrating me. Clearly the numbers are down across the board. I mean, it, almost hundred points in, you know, slugging on base OPS is averages 248. The numbers are awful. There's a lot of, in my opinion, give up at bats, you know, and last night was another example of it where he's just chasing garbage. That's down the way where it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to flail at it. Like yeah. he's been doing it all year. I, what, what's happening here with him? I, I agree at times more than at times the body
7: language looks bad. You just can feel the frustration. I know the at-bat you're talking about last night, um, Charlie Martin, you know, three quarters slider off the side, off the, uh, edge of the
3: plate. Boom. And he flips the bat to himself and he walks off after it happens.
7: Fastball. And then he he gets a spinner off the plate. Very reminiscent of of early Pat Burrell's career when he would get a lot of those spinners off the plate and he couldn't lay off them. Um, you know, I see the body language as you do. I, I don't think it is like th- this guy doesn't care. It, it, I think it's pure frustration. Mm. I think it's pure frustration. I think he wants to do more. And when you're not doing enough, it, it just it gets you. And, it, and, it, and it, it beats you up. And what we're seeing out of him is frustration. And we're all getting to know him and he wears it on his sleeve a little bit in terms of his actions. Um he had a really good second half last year in Cincinnati. They need that type of second half. But, yeah, I mean, the struggles, uh, you know, obviously he's chasing a lot. Um, he needs a good old-fashioned hot spell to, to build some confidence because we're not looking at seeing a real confident hitter right now. He's a better hitter than he's showing. I, I don't know what it, what is at the root of it. Uh, but, you know, last week in Washington – uh, a few of us writers were talking to him and he made the comment about, you know, clubhouse um, being more upbeat during this winning streak. And, and he said, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, 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 the game is not enjoy as enjoyable uh, when you have constant expectations and pressure. Well, this is Philadelphia there are expectations and there is pressure. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, when you look into that, you wonder if the pressure of a hundred million dollar deal is eating at, at a little bit of pressure to, be the guy. The pressure with Harper out, I, you know. I don't know, but I see a guy who kind of needs to relax, go on a hot spell, and mm-hmm. um, and build some confidence. And if there are expectations on him and pressure on him, you need to channel that as a positive. That that you know, yep. being soft, bro.
4: Yep, I'm yep.
7: a veteran. This in Cincinnati player. or Detroit. No, it's not. And you know, I'm a veteran player. Somebody thought I was worth a hundred million dollars, and damn it, I'm going to go show it. Oof. Right.
6: That's being soft, man. These days, these new athletes, man. And, I mean, he's a a veteran guy. He should know better. You know, with expectations, you you just got to go out there and and make it happen. There's a reason why you have those expectations, because we thought you were good enough to garner these type of expectations. Come on, man. That's ridiculous, man. And and it's pissing me off because I see so much potential, even with, you know, even with Harper being out, that this team could – go out and be a a better defensive team and it would lead to them you know having more success making that locker
7: room more confident and 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 then things just take off from here so when he does come back a very confident locker room i will tell you this very confident locker room throughout the month of june i mean they won a lot the chemistry of the team completely changed uh there was a lot of um triumphant feeling and and just you know good Good era, what is it, the era of good feelings in that clubhouse throughout the month of June. It's still there despite them losing last night. Uh, but I do see in Castellanos that propensity to chase. Uh, he, You know, he might get more fastballs, um, more pitches to hit if there were bigger presence behind him. That's where, you know, lineup feeds off each other, right? You know, a guy in front of you, he gets on base, you're going to see more fastballs. Good hitter behind you. Um you're going to see more fastballs, more strikes. So the lineup all plays off each other, and it's at its best when everybody's kind of clicking a little bit. You know, perfect lineup has three hot guys, three guys going pretty good. And now during, you know, in the the natural cycle of a lineup, a couple guys are down, but because the other guys are up, you can kind of get by and carry them. Uh, We saw a lot of that in the month of June, uh, and Bryce Harper was in the middle of it all. So this is a significant loss um, that they're going to have to deal with.
5: Jim, I'll ask you, as I asked Ricky Bow yesterday, when you look at this next stretch of games outside of Washington mixed in, but you look at the next stretch of games, you got Atlanta, you got St. Louis, you got Toronto coming up from your perspective. And now that you're without Bryce Harper, you know, Eflin has a knee issue. um, What are you looking for in terms of trying to get some answers on what this team is or isn't quite yet?
7: Well, I think we have a lot of answers Okay. They, they already. I mean, they have a, a good starting rotation that mm-hmm. is upper third in the game. They've suffered a big blow. Um, we talk about the Harper loss. Zach Eflin's a big loss. Yeah. We're talking two or three starts, but guess what? You know, what was it, 11 months ago, he went down with a knee, and they were talking two or three starts, and we didn't yeah. see him again. Yeah. So would be good to get him back. But we know there's a lot, of good lineup. Uh, we know there's a good pitching staff there, starting pitching staff. We know there's an inconsistent bullpen there uh, that I think needs outside help. We know there's a questionable defense that I think is better than it was the last two years, still has a shaggy game now and then. Need to tighten that up. Uh, to me, it's an inconsistent offense that is now missing its, its kind of big brother. It's it's big mm-hmm. set of shoulders to lean on. And um, they need to – you know, get over that internally and, and with the addition of maybe somebody from from the outside. So I think we really know what this team is. Um, now, this stretch they're in is definitely a challenge and a test and maybe a chance to even learn more about them. Because in June, they, they beat a few teams that they should beat. Yep. They also played good against, you know, some pretty good teams, yep. San Diego, San um, And now you're seeing back-to-back series with Atlanta and St. Louis. Two teams are just above you in the wild card chase. Two good teams, chance to measure yourself against them. Didn't measure up last night. Um, Tough loss. I mean, Schwarber another big home run late in the game to tie it. The bullpen gives it up. Um, So you got two more nights of Atlanta. Then you got three nights of St. Louis. Uh, Toronto, I'm sorry. Then you got St. Louis out there. So mm-hmm. you get a lot of chances to measure yourself against St. Louis and Atlanta. Two teams that know you're right on their heels in the wild card, two teams that want to snuff you out. So, you know, this is such a very, very crucial stretch that they're in. Uh, and, and you know with the hole they dug, dug themselves early every stretch is crucial because they worked so hard to get back a few games over 500 worked mm-hmm. so hard to get back to wild card relevancy yet there's still what three out in the wild card and mm-hmm. eight out in the division um you know if, if they if they even level off a little bit it could it could really hurt their chances so they mm-hmm. need to you know continue to, to ascend and, and the way you do that is you know i, I know this sounds really goofy but you go out there and you try to win the first inning and then you try to win the second inning and then then when the night is over you hopefully have won that ball game and the next day you have the same approach this team needs wins and when you're in a hole you tend to think big picture and and making it all up in one week you can't do that you need to make it up again the goofy cliche but you need to make it up in that day and, and stack days on top of each other. Stack the pennies. That's how they're going to make it up. And they're only going to make it up with with wins. And to get even, you know, more granular than that, you, you with you know good at bats, good defense, um, timely hitting. You know, you get runners on base. You've got to deliver. They were one for mm-hmm. ten with runners in scoring position last night. They could have won yep. that game yep. with any type of production in the middle with runners mm-hmm. on base. With any type of production from the bottom of the order with runners on base, it really hurt them. So there were opportunities. That was a game they should have won last night or at least could have won, um, probably would have won during their peak uh, performance in the month of June. They just kind need, need of to, need to get it back. So um, crucial, crucial st- stretch, as I said, I think we know a lot about this team, and maybe this stretch here is going to teach us more whether they can keep their heads above water um, with Bryce Harper. And to me, at this moment, because the front office hadn't made a big move yet, it starts with the guys that are there.
3: All right, Jim, mm. let, me, let me ask you about the combo platter of Odubel and Moniak and Veerling. I, I mean, I actually like Veerling as a fourth or fifth outfielder, but Moniak looks really overmatched the plate, in particular with anything off speed. And Odubel is Odubel. We've been seeing the same you know, movie for how many years? Let's trade him. Jeez. Well, yeah, good luck. What um, <laughs> what, what ends up happening there? Is this where you think, you know, like you referred to earlier, that's where the trade's coming in to try to lessen the, the exposure of those guys?
7: Yeah, I would think um, mostly if they make a, a deal, it's to get some more offense in the middle. Yeah. Um, and preferably some left-handed offense. I mean, they're, like I said, Derek Hall is coming up, power bat. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to make a roster move. I don't know what that'll be, but I could cons- I could see it coming out of the outfield. Um, Moniac going back down? I-, I could see that happening. I haven't heard anything. The team hasn't even confirmed the um, the move of uh, Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to have to make a move. Um, we'll hear about it here in the next few hours, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, I could see maybe Moniac. I think Verling sticks around. I agree he can do some things for you. Um so, you know, you know, O'Double is just, he's Odubal. I mean, you're not, no, I don't know if there's any, just, there's no, I don't think there's much trade value there. Yeah, um, He's very, very inconsistent. He has these um, highs that are um, productive, but short. And then these lows that are very unproductive and seemingly long. And he's in one of those long droughts right now, Um uh, so they really need an upgrade. They really need an upgrade uh, offensively and defensively in that outfield. Both those players have had chances, and neither yep. have really seized them. Um, but I agree with you on Moniak. He just looks like he needs to get some more at-bats. The funny thing is he had come up, and then he struggled. and went back down. He hit really well in AAA. He came back up when it was not Harper hurt and yep. then Hasn't You know, last night he left a bunch of runners on base.
3: Um, so we'll see which way they, which way they go there. Right, last one. Okay. What can you tell us about okay. Derek Hall that he had 20 home runs at, at Lehigh Valley, Jim, but what, what is he in terms of ha- ceiling for a prospect? Where did, what, for people who may know, what position does he play? Tell us a little bit about him. He's,
7: um, he's a veteran place, 26, almost 27 years old. Uh, he's, he's from Arizona. He played at Dallas Baptist university, which is a very good baseball program. Um, the Phillies have had, you know, picked a few kids out of that program, been around in the system since 2016. And, um, he, you know, he's always, you know, been in intriguing power bat, uh, had some good numbers, uh, at Lakewood one year, I think he might've been the MVP of that league. And then he had a good season at Reading, uh, the COVID shutdown, I think hurt him as he was kind of getting on the map, um. First baseman, DH type, not a defensive stalwart, but, you know, can get by over there. Kind of a big hulking guy, but he's got got himself into good shape over the last couple of years. Hits a fastball, turns on a fastball, as a lot of guys will do. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how he does against big league off-speed stuff. But, um, you know, there's an old saying, if, if you hit, they'll find you. If you hit,
4: mm. you're
7: going to get your chance. And that's what's happened here. He's consistently – Put up good power numbers throughout um, the course of his years in the system. He's a late round pick in 16. Uh, Now there's a need uh, for a left handed bat, for some pop in the middle, so you get a chance, but you got to make good on that chance. So, Hmm. a very hardworking kid. Uh, If you get out to the ballpark and meet him, you'll really like him. Comes from a real baseball family. His uh, grandfather, Bo Hall is a legendary Juco coach in Arizona. He's had a couple uncles who have played pro ball. And um, he's a, kind of a regular in big league spring training camp. The last few years he's there. He's always in big league camp, plays a lot early when they play the kids before they send him out. And has uh, always done a pretty good job. And I know how how badly he wanted this chance and how hard he's worked for it. So uh, I can tell you I'm very, very happy for him. And and I, I just hope he uh, kind of, you know, carpe diem, you know. Amen. Amen. Mm. Jimmy,
3: we appreciate it, man. Thanks. We, we'll continue Thank you, man. to check out your work at NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com. You can always find Jim's stuff on on his Twitter handle as well, at NBCS. Jim, thanks, man. Hope you hope you get a good uh, little wah-wah touch. You it, night. And that's just yeah. really between us, man. You are all, all right. right. Uh, yeah, don't tell my wife about the Snickers. That's between no. us. No. <laughs> all right, Jim, thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, so I found this, guys, when I was kind of digging around a little bit on Derek Hall, and I thought, I have to share this with you two because you two will enjoy this or appreciate this. I think more than, more than anybody. So Matt Gelb who uh, covers the Phillies for the athletic, right? So he wasn't uh, this, this Derek Hall wasn't invited to 2020 summer camp for the Phillies had nowhere to play. So he went around to Arizona and competed in bass fishing tournaments and actually won $944 in one. That's how we made a living <laughs> for a little period of time. So this guy's like a hero to you guys. We need to get him right, on the show right, right. as a matter
5: oh, of Oh, yeah, we got we got to get him on the show, man. And Arizona's got some here. great bass fishing lakes, man. You know, our yeah. friend Mark McMillan fishes with a guy named Ron Johnson, who's well known in the Arizona area for bass fishing tournaments and stuff like that. So, yeah, we got to get this guy. We got to find a way to get this guy on the show, man. I forget, saw that. Forget that talking about baseball. I,
3: I know. I saw that yeah. little Jim. I'm like, all right, this is we gotta get him on, man. This is a this is the hopefully he goes yard tonight and you know, we'll we'll uh we'll make something happen. But uh we'll see. If I get the we get the lineup, we'll pass that along if he's in the lineup tonight. Sounds the way Jim was saying it. He might be in the lineup tonight. Is a I I don't Barrett, I think they're looking to avoid throwing Moniac or Herrera out there at all costs tonight, man. <laughs> just, right, right, right. Just my opinion. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll see yeah. how that ends up happening. All right, so when we come back, guys, um we are going to pose the question over the last 30 years, Barrett Ooh. excluded. We have to exclude Barrett over the last 30 years. Who was the most popular Philadelphia athlete? Not the best player. Oh my goodness. Most popular over the last 30 years. We will do that. When we get back, we see everybody in the comment section. We appreciate you and all the kind words. We will keep it rolling. Two o'clock. Jimmy Kemsky We'll dive into the dumpster fires of the NFC East with Jimmy coming up at two o'clock. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis here, and I want to tell you about my friends at Pro Action Restoration. Man, if you got a home, you got a business, you got a property, you don't want to experience the pain and inconvenience of a fire, of water damage, of smoke damage, mold damage, whatever. Nobody wants to go through it, but it, you know you want to be ready if it does happen. And if it has happened to you, and you're not sure what to do, just give Pro Action a call. They are available 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I've gone through it personally. It was a Saturday. I called them. They got right over there. They cleaned it up. The price was reasonable. The, the service was incredible. And I thought, you know what? These would be phenomenal people to work with, and that's for sure. All right, they're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro Action will work in conjunction with your insurance company. Again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke uh, damage, mold remediation. You name it. And even if you're not sure, just reach out. And get a little consultation off of them give them a call 610-623-3760 610-623-3760 or you can reach them online at proactionrestoration.com that's proactionrestoration.com
0: at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
2: Alright, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? (laughs) Yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. Go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, mama. She did it.
8: Again,
9: you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh
8: huh.
3: All right, we're back, Sports Day, of Sports YouTube Network. Great hanging out with you as always, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis on this Wednesday. reminder, reminder easy for me to say. On Friday, we'll be down at uh, Ocean Resort. We can't wait to hang out with the folks down there and uh, and have some fun. So, if you want to come on out, we'll uh, we'll give you the locale soon, and uh, should be make for a lot of fun on the Fourth of July weekend. That's for sure. All right, guys. So, mentioned this a little bit earlier. Uh, Jason Kelsey is bartending at the ocean drive in sea isle city, New Jersey tonight, this evening, you know, early uh, happy hours. Um, and all the proceeds are going to the Eagles autism research, uh, which they do an amazing job. The Eagles dude with the, yep. with the bike ride. And, and I, I mean, they, they literally have a whole staff that just deals with, with autism, uh, issues to do the Eagles in their, in their, you know, their front office. Um, and I think it's really cool that Kelsey does it. He's done it a couple of years running now, and he has a lot of fun with it. And you know, Jason's not afraid to throw a beer down with you or any of, the, any of those kind of things. So you, you love that about him. But anyway,
4: yeah.
3: I think we'd all agree he's a pretty popular player in this city, and we'll go down as one of the all-timers considering the career he's had and the speech at the you know after the uh, Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera, with the Mummers costume on and all that. So with that in mind, thinking of Jason Kelsey, and you can, you can say Jason Kelsey if you want. That could be the answer. That's perfectly fine. But I'm thinking last 30 years, you know, we'll take it back to 1992, uh, somewhere in that range, just to, wow. just as a random number. Who would you guys say is the most popular athlete in Philadelphia sports? Not the greatest player, okay? It Could be one and the same, but most popular. The guy who just connected with the city, connected with the fan base. And it's just flat out beloved to this day, even if they're retired or not playing here any longer, as I as I grab gnats that are flying by. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm pulling it like, you know, Miyagi with, with the uh, chopsticks. Um, so anyway, uh, I'll, I'll look, I'll go with first. I'll just throw you the guy I think it is personally. I still think it's Brian Dawkins. And I know he didn't win a championship as a player. He did as an executive. But I would go Brian Dawkins, slight lean over Kelsey. I, I don't want to give every, every, all the rest of my list. If you guys don't name them, I'll throw out what, who, what the, the first guys that came to mind for me. But I'm going to go Dawkins. A, he also fits the bill of being a great player, no doubt. But I just think the, the passion that he brought, that was a really cool time in Eagles history when they really started to turn the page, even though they didn't win it. Uh, the longevity, he should have been here a lot longer. And just the way that he, I, I think, wore his heart on his sleeve, really connected with a lot of people around here. So I'll go, I'll go, B. Duck. Uh, whoever wants to take it, jump in. I'll let Barrett go next. Barrett,
6: I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with a guy that, I mean, he transcends not just here in Philadelphia, but in, in, in sports. Period. He changed the whole genre of how you look at a basketball player, and, um, you know how they carried themselves, and he brought in. Tattoos, braids, and 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 the arm sleeve, you know, uh, you know, it's got to be AI. He didn't just change here in Philadelphia; he changed everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know how many people started dressing like AI as they're playing. It used to be everybody was dressing like Mike, right? You know, the baggy shorts and everything else. What's his name? Bubba Chuck. He comes, Bubba in, Chuck, yeah. Bubba Chuck comes in and changes the whole genre on how basketball used to be. Straight laced uh, basketball players wearing suits to to, to the games and everything. Here he is going to chop the Tories, a big and tall man store, and I can't find a 4x because his little <laughs> ass is in it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I have to say AI. You know, I mean, I mean, he, he, you talk about the, the hip hop culture. He brought
3: it into the to the you know
6: the Absolutely. the league. And you yeah. talk about you know you, you look at the 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 best quotes ever. You have Jason Kelsey. Of course, he's up here. But then you go next with practice. Uh, you talking yeah. about practice? Yeah, he took it to another level. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm gonna say AI.
3: I look great. Answer first of all, great answer. How, how about you, Derek? Man,
5: is it's tough, right? AI. This is not Doc, easy. Do I, I, I just uh when we discussed this at 11 a.m.? Yeah. I immediately put down 11 names on a list just off the top of my head. Okay. And both Dawkins and AI are on that list. Yep. And you both have incredible arguments, and they're not wrong arguments. Um, I went Chase Utley. Wow, and the that... reason being, mm-hmm. when Chase Utley came to Philadelphia, Chase Utley could do no wrong. Even on a bad day, people would make excuses for Chase Utley, and I've never seen that before. And then when they won the World Series and he got to the podium at the speech, when they got to the to the baseball field, and he dropped that f bomb, and everybody's carrying it live on their local TV stations, yep. Chase Utley didn't get chastised for dropping f bomb. <laughs> he was applauded for dropping yes. f bomb. Yep. And if you look at the day after, nobody in the newspapers chastised him. Nobody said, "Hey, you know there were kids watching this. You got to be careful what you're saying." Man, everybody put Chase Utley on an even different pedestal after Mm -hmm. his speech now his speech was nowhere near legendary like a Jason Kelsey but the fact that even in a moment like that when you know beyond a shadow of a doubt there's certain words you don't let slip out of your mouth and of course he didn't care he spoke with emotion and passion and that F bomb was part of his speech it brought the house down and I'm thinking I don't know if there's another athlete that would have got away with something like that as easily as
3: a chase up Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, A lot of other people would have taken heat. A lot of other people. And I also agree, uh, you know, the, the, the common refrain with all three guys that we named were effort, right? I mean, AI gave you, when he was on the floor, man, he would take a beating and just keep getting up. And it was crazy. little man against trees. Uh, Dawkins, was there ever a second? You didn't question how hard the guy went ever, never, ever, ever. Same thing with Utley. Every second he was on the on the field, he was either, you know, busting it out of the box, taking a guy out at second base, which he wasn't you can't do now, but <laughs> you could do it back then. Right. Oh, um, yeah. oh, forget it. The guy the guy scored from first on a play yeah, in the yeah. infield in Atlanta when Harry Calla, James yeah. Utley, you are the man, you know, all of that. There was never a second. So I think that's the common thread here is effort for sure. Uh, with all guys and let's face it man all got all three of those guys performed at a very high level man and all delivered um wh- wh- we gotta
6: talk about you know you had he he brought the championship here to me Nick Foles Nick Foles will never pay for food ever in the city of Philadelphia no, no. in his life he'll never I, pay for another Great meal. answer
3: no, I, so right, I'm, I didn't mean to I, cut you off there. I just think like, I agree. I concur. I, you know, I, it was, and he's a short lived guy, right? Yep. It's not, <laughs> it's not like these guys who were around for a long time. It was the ultimate, just like, you know, meteor going up, man. He, he just, I, I've never seen anything like it. You guys remember how, when he took over for Wentz, the first couple games were shaky. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't People, great. people thought he, the, the season Raiders was over. Yeah. yeah. Raiders, Raiders game, Giants game giants. Yeah. He was not. Alex and then, it. Yeah. And then to the, the staff's credit, you know, Reich and D Filippo and the, and, and Doug, it's certainly Doug too, but they said, you know what, let's go back to what worked best for him when, when he was with chip and, and let's right. incorporate right. some of that and let's get him in his comfort zone here. Forget about what we're running. Well, this is the hall of fame. Huh? He's in the hall of fame. Incredible. Right. So yeah. he goes, oh, yeah. you know, and really, if you look at it, even the Atlanta game, he wasn't great, which was the first playoff game. But man, he got hot in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, he did. And and then it was the ultimate taking on the the when you're in the in in the ring with the goat, and you're going toe for toe with the goat, and you're not even a lot of guys would have been intimidated in, in that big setting. Not Nick Foles. Not
5: him. No. No. no.
3: He,
6: he he he's going toe to toe with with the goat. And it's not like we were stopping the goat.
3: The goat no. had over
6: 500-some yards. The
3: goat didn't punt in that game. Right. Okay.
6: Exactly. So <laughs> we were, we're not acting like our defense came down there and helped us. I mean, they did at the end, you know, when right. they. But I'm, I'm talking about the goat was out there playing like the goat. He was out there giving it to us. Yeah. Over 500 yards offense. Keep it. I'm at over a thousand yards total offense in one game. In one game? Come
3: on, man. Think about, it like, just, just individually because it all kind of starts to blur, right, as the years go on or whatever. The throw to Alshon – I'm talking Super Bowl, right? The throw right. to Alshon. The throw to Corey Clemens was ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Great Ridiculous. Throw. Great okay? throw. The play to keep the last drive alive, which results in the Earth's touchdown, where he gets the fourth down from their own 45 – with a blitz right in his face, he sidesteps it and gets to Ertz. And Ertz makes a great play reaching the ball out, by the way. Yep. But Foles makes the play. If not, that game's over. You're giving that ball back to Brady there? Forget yeah. it. Yeah. It's bro, done.
6: Bro, the, when he was hitting Nelson, Nelson, I was like, a, 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 you know, we should be trying to say more about it. He played he had a great out game. in that game.
3: Yeah, he did.
6: Corey Clement, four catches, a hundred yards.
5: Mm-hmm. Hundred yards, that's
6: right.
3: I mean, come on, Zach Garrett Blunt him. had some monster runs. If you just want to talk exactly. about the, the game yeah. itself, yeah. yeah. That's right. I, I, but Foles was spectacular. He was spectacular, and we didn't even mention the Philly special, right? That he called, right. Which he suggested, right? On top of all of that, so uh, you know, I, I agree. With you. Any any time we're talking about this Foles in the last thirty years has got to be got to be on this list. So, uh, Kelsey, I would certainly put in there, and it's weird for, yeah. for a guy at his position to connect like this, but he is that type of dude, uh, for sure. You know, I, I don't know about you guys. He lives not real far from me. I I see people all the time. They're like, dude, Kelsey was at the uh, the restaurant we were at the other night. My, my buddy arm wrestled him. I'm like, what? You know, what? like, he does that kind of stuff. He's that you know, makes a fuss over the kids constantly. He's at, you know, a, a swimming pool somewhere. Like, like he's a regular dude. He's like Barkley in that sense. He reminds yeah, me of Charles yeah. in that he's very accessible. He's not hiding, you know, in his palace somewhere. He's a man of the people where he's at and about. And I think that really helps him connect. Uh, you know, if I'm thinking about others, I think Embiid is a pretty loved guy in this town.
5: I agree. Yeah. Great. I,
4: great
3: you, one. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely one I would put in there. Um, you know, you, you start to kind of dig around a little bit. You could really go... I mean, Jimmy Rollins, for sure, I think the, gets a good amount of love, but should probably get more. You know, Ryan Howard, we're weird with power hitters. Sometimes in this town, we we're weird with Mike Schmidt. But, you know, Ryan Howard's, you know, pretty loved, beloved guy. Um, I'm just trying to think of some uh, some other ones. I don't really think there's anybody that compares T. O. to Iverson and, and Embiid. T.O.? Uh, T.O., uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to this day... You still have people who want T.O. to even be on the Eagles now, you know, in 2022.
4: Right. Right.
3: And the guy's been out of football for how many years?
5: See, my my list consisted of, in no particular order, Dawkins. We forget about Roy Halliday. Oh, right. right. Yes. What about Roy yes. Halliday? Okay. Iverson, Jim Tomey. Jim yep. Tomey's a good one. Yep. Brent Selick. Yeah. Brent, Sel- Brent Selick was true grit. That man yeah. had 45 different concussions, and nobody can knock him out of a game. Yeah, he, he was and a tough love man to get, get off
4: stuff. his
3: feet.
5: Yeah, yeah, I
4: agree. How about but, this one? Cla- Claude yeah. Giroux. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right.
5: Joel Embiid, yeah. Brandon Graham, Kelsey, and Bryce Harper.
3: And Bryce Harper's moving up the list pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. So you can imagine if he gets back this year. We just talked to Jim Salisbury for folks who might yeah. have missed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Jim's like, yeah, that, that dude's a different kind of animal, man. He's going to get back. Can you imagine? He comes back in September, and they're kind of right there. They're hanging around, yep. and he goes crazy in September. What what kind of, you know, beloved if he, guy?
6: If, if he comes back and he plays this year and he comes back with the same production that he had before, he could actually retire, and he'd be a Hall <laughs> of Famer from that point on. He'd be yeah. a Hall of Famer, bro. Yeah. He'd be a Hall of Famer. Well, right, I, just, like right now.
3: I just think it's remarkable that – I would say probably Paul Goldschmidt was the leader in the clubhouse, but he was right there with Goldschmidt as a DH this year yeah. for MVP conversation. You know, that's having already won two and the guy's 30 years old. You know, that's pretty crazy.
5: You're you right. Know, when you think about it, it. Yeah, there's no question about that. Uh, look, Dank Burrito put, what about Freddie Mitchell? <clears throat> no. No. No, you're not, putting, you're not putting Freddie Mitchell in that category. No, 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 no. no
3: well, no. I, you know, here, here's what's funny about that. The um, w- w- Freddie is a different guy. We, what was it? What were we doing yesterday? We were doing um, Freddie came up in our conversation yesterday. Let me see if I can find what it was. He, he, he well, was you uh, know
6: it from every show,
3: I do. I have, I have every show we ever did, I have every show we ever did. Uh, it's kind of sad off, you,
6: you, Bro, you need to be on Eagles pre and post game show with me, man Because you and the notebooks and everything else, bro You would be amazing, man the Story and everything else, bro
3: Oh, I got it So here's what it was Remember we were doing biggest personalities?
6: Right, 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 okay, right Okay,
3: so, you know so, Some of the same guys And we threw like Hugh Douglas in there Ricky Waters or whatever Freddie Mitchell was a big personality His play yes. didn't back it up right,
6: right, 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 right
3: But he was a big personality
5: right. But he was also his own worst enemy Agreed You know, Uh, Freddie. Freddie couldn't stop talking about himself and pointing fingers.
3: Derek, you were there, and you were you were you covered that team like a blanket, okay? When they went to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Thirty Nine, you were unbelievable, an unbelievable reporter for that team. I was around it a lot too. I was there as a field producer and and whatever, not to the extent you were. When we were down there in Jacksonville, and he came out and said, "I got something for you," three seven talking about Rodney Harrison. Yeah, to a man. Each one of those guys, including Big Red, wanted to wring his neck. Like, oh, no. like, dude, oh, no. the, you're really gonna you're gonna poke that that lion, yeah. Yeah, uh, really. Rodney Harrison. <laughs> like, I, I'm telling you, I, I've talked to Ike about this, and they were like, Ike Reese, and, and they were like, really, dude? Like, what are you doing to us here, man?
5: You want to you want to stir a hornet's nest? Yes. My my favorite Freddy line was when he said, I want to thank my hands for being great.
3: I fell <laughs> on the floor.
5: I was dying That was a thing. great line. I mean, you but, give him that. he yeah. was so serious though. That's
6: that's the messed up part about it. He was so serious that he didn't mean that for to be a joke. He was like seriously, you know, wanted people to thank him for that. <laughs> it's right.
5: Hey Bear. it's, it's Barrett, true. Barrett, why why are you calling me right now, Bear? Oh no.
6: Calling, not on purpose. Was it a what? butt dial? No, I'm just trying to. No, I'm trying I'm trying to see if I can download stuff on my phone, man. It, 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 your conversation it's you try- coming it's coming in a different like it says message message um it's not going through whatever you guys have texted me the past couple of uh minutes or past half an hour. It's not coming through. It's like coming in as individual messages. I'm trying to figure out what's going on.
5: Uh let me yeah, guess, then. you got that you got that Android phone?
6: Derek, why you always got to get personal, bro?
5: I'm just asking. Why can't I get a, why can I not ask you a question without you getting offended? I just asked you. See, I don't have that problem with an iPhone. I'm just asking you. Yeah, I'm I'm the green mark or the blue mark or whatever it is. Okay. All right. This I'm just checking. You know, if you, get an, if you get an iPhone family, you wouldn't have this problem.
3: <laughs> all right. Lastly, I this is a good one. And I think Jeremiah brings this up, and this is a name yeah. that we, we probably all should have had, right? Okay. Um, Charles Barkley. Oh, Oh, I, I'm a, I am a huge, I I can't be a bigger Barkley fan than I am. I agree. You know, and I don't blame him. We're going way back. We're actually going back 30 years now when he left, but they put so much garbage around him that he got to the point. Finally, where he was like, trade me, dude. Like that's really, I'm out. I'm 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 out. out. Now it turned out to be a terrible trade. Jimmy Lynham was the GM at the time. And I love Jimmy, but it's one of the worst trades in Philadelphia sports history. They traded him for Jeff Hornacek, who wasn't a bad player, but Jeff Hornacek didn't want to be here. Okay. Andrew Lang, who was like a backup center, kind of a tweener center and power forward. who And Tim Perry, and I'm a temple guy. And Tim was a really good college player and an okay pro, but that's it. That's what they got for Charles. Okay. It was one of the all time worst trades ever, but He's another guy who is, like I mentioned with Kelsey he's out and about in the community he's th- he has a house here in the summer and he lives in Arizona in the winter
4: yeah he, and he's uh, out I, like I give
3: an example I, I met my buddy last, this is last summer for for a drink right right around the corner from me and he says, dude, you're not going to believe this we were we were playing God we were at Paxson Hollow if you guys have ever played that course it's a nice course in, in Brumall and he said it was it was a, a charity for the local police okay for the upper Darby Police. And they're out playing. He's a, he's a, he's a detective. They're out playing, and he says, Barkley's foursome is is right ahead of us, or, or whatever." And one of the guys, "Hey Charles, what's up? Hey right, what's up, guys?" Charles held held up his foursome, stood there, took all the pictures in the world, talked to these guys, you know, for for whatever. Didn't care if he was you right. know, everybody behind him was was trying to play. That's right. Not only that, they get back to the clubhouse. And as soon as those guys sat down, Barkley was, I don't think he was even in the clubhouse yet. Each one of the police officers had a round of drinks on Charles set up already. He called back to the clubhouse and say, like, when these guys get back in there, take care of them. I'm just giving you an example. But he does this kind of stuff everywhere. Like he's paid for college tuitions for for families in need. He's taking care of people who have had health issues. I'm telling you, man, this dude is a is the real deal, Charles. Bro, he,
6: he came into the office like maybe five years ago. Oh yeah, me and me and Gunner was um, having our fish. He, he didn't even have to be at the office. He came just to talk crazy to me and Gunner about our fishing um,
3: exploits. You know, yeah. yeah,
6: so he's like, you know, uh, 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 what, you, Brooksie? You, you guys are catching guppies, right? <laughs> you <laughs> out there catching bait, Brooksie? What is that? You know, he's uh, going back and forth with us, man. He's a great dude, man. Yeah. Is a great, great he's
5: a great He's the he's life of a party. You know, he he's he's one of those rare athletes that he doesn't get caught up in his status. You know, like right, a lot of athletes right. always have a security guard with them somewhere. Yeah. You can't get close to him unless it's some kind of special event. Yeah, Charles like Barkley goes go anywhere, to- anytime by himself.
4: Right. You like know, you can't he go doesn't to care who you- without
6: asking D-gun, you know. <laughs> he's he's one of those type of guys that, you know, if you if you don't if you don't you know, get his permission. You can't even go to
5: Delaware,
4: man. If you,
5: if you, if you talk to people who see me out and about at the malls, stores, gas stations, they will tell you I'm the easiest person on the planet to approach. It's just you. I give a hard time. Anybody (laughs) who worked, anybody who worked at NBC sports, Philadelphia and Barrett Brooks, I give a hard time because when it comes to those elements, I told you it's like church and state. You have to keep it separate.
3: I can tell you this. All right. I've seen both of you guys around fans. I've seen both of you guys around kids. I've seen the way you've treated my kids. You guys are exactly the way famous people should be. Okay. I'm serious. I'm not famous, though, but yeah, I appreciate it. I'm not either. I'm not famous. People with some notoriety. You you, you treat people uh, the the way. the best possible way you can treat them. Here, uh, and I'm here's firm what I am a believer it, in the in the golden rule: treat people as you would want to be treated. Yes, here's
5: here, here's what I would say about that compliment, Rob. I've always been of the rule: um, don't ever let the job make you; you make the job. And you know, I know for a fact that I've been fortunate to do what I do for a long time. There are millions of men and women who would love the opportunity to do what all three of us do and have done in our careers. Hobnob yeah. with athletes, be live on TV. I've been to every NFL stadium throughout my career. Now, how many people can say that? I've gone to every NFL stadium for free. I didn't have to pay. You know, a lot of people who've done it have done it over a series of years and pay their own way to go—gas, yeah. food, lodging, tickets, yeah. so on and so forth. Um, and I, there's no, I'm never bigger than a moment. You know, people, people. If if somebody, if I can make somebody smile that day, or just. Give them a moment just to engage them in a conversation. Now, you know, we let's face it, we get tired at times talking about what we do. You know, like anything else. But you know, you may have meet this person only one time in their lives, and if they, if if, if you can make them happy by just talking to, them, I'm cool. I'm cool with that.
4: Amen. You know,
5: and, and unfortunately, even a lot of people in our business, as well as professional athletes and entertainers, they think they're always bigger than a the moment. They're too good to to take time to talk to, to to any and everybody and i think that's really a shame i really do um because i'm no i'm no different than anybody else i'm just a person who was blessed enough to do what i do for a living i'm no bigger than anybody else i'm no better than anybody else um and so i i love talking to people there was a time when i i didn't like talking to people not because i didn't like people just because i didn't like mingling you know but over right. the last 10 12 years man i just i embrace any and everybody i
3: encounter I Think you well, saw about my philosophy, yeah. I mean, Barrett, uh, do you want to jump in on
6: that? Uh, I mean, mine I, 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 I'm the just type of person, you know. If I, um, I want to be the type of guy, that, all right, if if, if same people you see going up are gonna be the same people you see going down, sure. so if you ever see me going down, I want to think that I, I was a good guy and that you see me going down, you reach your hand up and keep me from going down any further, you know what I'm saying? I will. <laughs> I will, me I, will I will, I
5: do that. No, no, no. I will extend okay. that hand and lift you up. Okay, no, I, I ain't gonna let you. you I will not let you
3: guys go down. No, no. Well, I think, you know, I always looked at it this way, right? You you can learn, you learn from parents, you yep. learn from what, and I mean, what not, and, and I, from my, I'm very fortunate. My parents, I learned a lot more of what to do than what not to do, but you can learn yep. a lot from yep. your parents. You can learn a lot from your relatives, your teachers, whatever. One of the things I've learned from people in the business, um, and this is on the sort of unfortunate side, I've seen people who have quite kind of made it treat people who can't help them like crap, quite yes. frankly. Yes. And I swore to myself as I was coming up that I would never, ever do that and I won't ever do that. And right. I, you know, it's that to me is just. I don't care. like, I've never been, it's hurt me in my career because I haven't kissed a lot of ass, number right. one, yeah. um, right. but uh, by, by the same token, I, I try to treat everybody exactly the same way. And I, you, there's, yep. it's unfortunate in our business that it doesn't, there's not everybody adheres to that a lot do. A more, more good than bad. Let me tell you, there are more good yes. people than bad for sure, yes. but there are some that don't, and that's unfortunate, but that's just, that's life though. It's not just our business. That's life. That's the way, you know, it is across You're right. the board. You're yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So good stuff there. I, that's fun. I like doing those, those kind of, you know, just b- bigger picture kind of things there. So we come back, Jimmy Kebski from Philly voice who covers the Eagles. We'll talk to him. He's been doing these pieces on the NFC East uh, Cowboys. Commanders. I still have to get used to that and giants. So we'll the talk commies. to him about those pieces. And yeah, like kind of, it's actually like dumpster fire piece, why they're <laughs> all going to stink and all that. So we'll do that. And then we'll, we'll talk Eagles with him as well. We'll get a lot to do with jimmy when we get back don't go anywhere as we roll into our number three barrett brooks Derek gun rob ellis we're sports take jacob sports youtube network
0: at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on action news at 11 with Rick Williams.
2: All right. Did you know it was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? (laughs) Yes. Really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right. Here we go. Let's hear the crowd. Go to the Mama, go! Up, Mama. She did it.
8: Again.
9: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh.
3: Hour number three. Welcome back again, everybody. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, every day, 12P to 3P Eastern. All right, joining us now, I, I, I keep. I, I need to be Jimmy's agent. As Yo. As
4: I, I, I promote <laughs> these,
3: these dumpster fire pieces because I freaking love them. But uh, Jimmy Kemski from uh, Philly Voice, Eagles writer. You can follow him on Twitter at Jimmy Kemski. Jim, welcome to the show, man. I, I think what, today we're up to the the commies. The commies are today, and the and the Giants were yesterday. Correct?
1: The, right, uh, the and the reasons Cowboys reasons. were. Uh, the Cowboys always bat lead off because they of uh, <laughs> they attract the most attention. So uh, that's a given, yes. And then the Eagles will be tomorrow morning.
3: Oh, you're going to do the, Eagle? Why, the Eagles? Why Oh, for sure. Yeah, I tough. do
1: the Eagles every year. In fact, I try to go harder on them than the other three. Okay, um, you know you got to keep up your, uh, you know.
3: let me let me start with this how much pushback because we think you know it used to be you you know if you if you wrote back in the real newspaper days if you wrote in philadelphia it didn't really you know get around the world in the country like it used to now everything's you know national and global and all that how much pushback do you get from the opposing fan
1: base when you write one of these do the cowboys fans lose their minds i've been doing them for almost 10 years i think now um Originally, they got a lot of pushback. Well, re- when they started getting popular, when the people they started getting a little bit more widely read, I'd get a ton of pushback. In fact, at the end of the series every year, I publish the funniest uh, emails that I get from the okay. series uh, in its own article, <laughs> yeah. and those are usually pretty entertaining. But they've been fewer and far between the last, I'd say, two three years or whatever. But also this year, with the Giants and uh, Washington in particular. I like I had people just saying, "Yeah, that's pretty much right." Like, like, I I, I agree. They're fans. Yeah, they're basically just. I agree with everything you said. Uh, So uh, those were those were a little easier to to, watch. It was a little difficult, but. the Cowboys one wasn't as hard to write as I come up with 10, like, you know, like legit things to, right. you know, kind of knock them for. It was easier than I than I thought it was going to be for them. But to answer your question, yeah, I don't get as much of it as I did, you know, four or five, six years ago or whatever. But I still do get plenty of people that don't like them.
4: <laughs> I got you.
3: That's awesome. Well, all right. Let, let's start with the Cowboys then. Just because why not? They are the little sure. Give us some reasons, you know, dumpster fire, you know, might be a bit of a stretch, but give us some reasons why they could be down this year uh than they were the last couple.
1: Yeah. So uh they got worse this off season. I mean, they, they had a rough off season in terms of the players they lost. They trade. I mean, they had to dump Amari, Amari Cooper's um uh mm-hmm. they've done because of his money. Mm-hmm. They're actually kind of lucky that they found a trade partner in the Browns, but you know, for the quality of player that he, that he is, and he's the most productive receiver that they've had since they traded for him three and a half years ago. Um, you know, they, they got a fifth round pick in return for him. So they traded him for essentially 50 cents on the dollar. And now you have left at wide receiver CD Lamb, and you have Michael Gallup, who is coming off an ACL Terry probably won't even be ready for the start of the season. And whenever he is ready, probably won't be a hundred percent. So um, you looked at last year, like going into the season, you'd look at their wide receiving core and you go, I don't know how we're going to cover those three guys, Lamb, Gallup and Cooper. Now they're not anywhere near as scary their offensive line isn't as good anymore, in my opinion. Tyron Smith is basically late-stage Jason Peters at this point, mm. where he missed, I think, six games last year. He missed 14 games the year before that, and then he missed three games in each of the four seasons before that. Mm. So he's missed 32 games over the last six seasons, and uh, you know his, his, career, his career is clearly in decline. Uh, Zach Martin's still a really, really good player, but he's getting up there in age. They lost Lyle Collins. Uh, they lost their left guard Connor Williams. They drafted a guy in the first round at a Tulsa who is really talented, raw but talented, and he penalty machine too, right? Fourteen penalties, I think it was either fourteen or sixteen penalties at Tulsa, like in the AAC. And now you know he's going to be in the NFC East, where he's facing guys like Jonathan Allen and uh, Leonard Williams and you know, all the great defensive tackles that the Eagles have on, on a week-to-week basis. Now, he's got a learn new position because he's a tackle at Tulsa. And then whenever Tyron Smith gets hurt, what are they going to – are they going to ask him to bump back out to left tackle when he's yeah. been repping at left guard all, all offseason? Huh. So then there's that one more thing on the Cowboys. This is a positive for their 2020 – Don't think season. we're going to stop you, by the way. Just <laughs> yeah, really. You <laughs> right, right. can we spend can, a can whole half hour on, on Dallas gonna if you Cowboys.
3: want. They can tell <laughs> you yeah, really
1: Sit back. The, the best argument I think I have in there in terms of – potential regression is that they had 34 takeaways last year. They led the NFL with 34 of them. Trayvon Diggs had 11 interceptions. He's not going to have 11 interceptions again in 2022. They're not going to have 34 takeaways again in 2022. In fact, I looked at all the teams over the last, I think I went back as far as like 2016 or something like that. Cause that gave me a big enough sample size. I looked at all the teams that had at least 30 takeaways in one season. And on average, they averaged something to the to the effect of like nine fewer takeaways the following season, which is you know more than like a half a takeaway take per game. So I mean, they really benefited from being able to take the ball away from from their opposite when I mean, we saw it when the Eagles played them, uh, especially in Week Three last year. So um yeah, I, I think that's really a good argument. And they also had six defensive touchdowns too, by the way, which is a crazy yeah. number. Yeah. Uh So you know that they the, it's they're obviously. Forcing turnovers, there's skill to it, but there's also an element of luck to it, and they uh, they certainly had their their share of that last year as well.
3: Hmm. It is fascinating. Well, let me I'm, ask you about this. Oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised
5: go ahead. you didn't miss you didn't mention the number one reason why Dallas is going to be a dumpster fire. Mike McCarthy. Well, <laughs> we, I'm shocked hand. you left him off the list.
1: Well, he was number one in my article. Uh, okay, right. he <laughs> was, in the article he was he was the number one reason, and of course I pointed to how their season ended last year. I mean, they've had some if you're a Cowboys hater, they have had some delicious failures over the last five, ten years. Delicious failures I like that. But that that deck, it wasn't a QB, it was a QB draw. It's the greatest. uh, when they oh had 14 seconds or whatever was. When he started running, I, I remember watching that game in my hotel room in Tampa and saying, like, this game's over. There's no way they're getting this snap off. <laughs> and then right, sure right, enough, right. they didn't.
6: Who, who called this? <laughs> Nobody, who called this? Oh, okay. My fault. We were in a
3: commercial break. Uh <laughs> I was doing the post-game show with Dan Klecko. Okay. And we, as soon as the play be- – same thing, Jim. As soon as the play <laughs> began, Klecko and I just look at each other like, wait, five for like, he, there's no chance here. It was glorious the way that that ended. It was yeah. so Cowboys and so McCarthy esque. It was it was a beauty. It was a thing of beauty. It really was. I'm yeah, I, I, actually I, replaying in the house sometimes just for kicks.
1: I remember cack, cackling in yeah. my hotel room, and uh, I was in Tampa for the Eagles Buccaneers right. loss. Obviously, it was the same day. It was just la- the Cowboys later. Niners game was later that day, yeah. and I remember cracking up laughing in my my. I can't believe the play call. And also, I you know what I love about that call too is. They get the If they get the snap, if they get the spike off, you know, what's their chance of winning at that point? Because they're still at like the, you know, the
3: 25-yard yeah. line, something yeah. like that. Yeah.
1: What, what, what are the, what's the chance they score in the next play? 3 4%, something like that? Yeah. So their fans act like they've gotten that spike off. They're going to the Super Bowl. And we, we see that in Philly all the time, too, like with, um, you know, the quadruple doink by Kawhi Leonard. Oh, he misses that. We're going <laughs> right? to win the championship. Yeah. Forget that you got to beat them in overtime and then you got to beat the Bucs and the Warriors. And same thing with the Eagles. Alshon Jeffrey has the ball go through his hands and, and into the hands of Marshawn Lattimore. Oh, if he makes that catch, they're going they're winning the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Nah, no. no, no. Yeah. it doesn't mean that at all.
6: <laughs> go ahead, Barrett. Well, I'm just saying, man, you know, looking at Dallas, looking at, um, you know, their defense, I mean, they lost a lot with Randy Gregory and, and, yeah. and his ability to rush the passer. Um, I, I thought Leighton Van Der Esch was getting, you know, I thought he was a little hurt last year. So mm-hmm. went, that might just be who he is, you know, now, you know, just age like that. So even that defense, you know, he's and, and you know, Micah Parsons is not going to sneak up on anybody now. Right. They know him now. So to think that he's gonna—he—he he, he put out there that he's gonna have at the very least fifteen sacks next year. Ooh. he said that. He said the very no least kidding. I'm gonna have fifteen sacks next year <laughs> at the very least. He might—he he might. On
1: no, yeah,
4: no, he
6: do he, he, he is... you know you got offensive alignment out there. That's not happening. That's one thing that's not happening. Um, anybody else can beat me for a sack. Lawrence can beat me for a sack, but there's no way Michael Parsons from this point on is gonna beat me for a sack. And that's just how these older guys are going to think about it, man. Watch what I tell you.
1: Well, on your Vander Esch point, the rest of the NFL agrees because he signed a one-year deal for like $2 million or something right, like that. Right, right Back For yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah, so, really. um, that that, And then their defensive tackles are weak. They're weak uh, uh, up the middle. And then uh, Lawrence and Parsons, to be determined what Parsons' role will even be, I mean, he's a linebacker first and foremost. He filled in uh, as an edge rusher because they had so many injuries last year. Uh, particularly with Lawrence. But um, one may, one maybe thing that you can look at, Lawrence's production has been terrible. Not terrible, but it hasn't been um, up to where – he signed a huge contract like five years, 100-something yeah, yeah. million a few years ago. Well, a lot
6: of shutting and, down last year. We put it on him last year.
1: And so. he his sack production, I think there was like – 50 something players that have more sacks than him since he signed that contract <laughs> across the league. <laughs> so maybe Par the, you know, the emergence of Parsons and the extra attention that Parsons is going to get, maybe that opens up a little bit, some- something for, for Lawrence, but uh, yeah, you're right. Like pa- I kind of look at the roster the same way that I looked at their rosters around like the Romo DeMarcus, Ware, Des Bryant years, where they had, you know, some star players at the top, like in this case, Parsons and Trayvon Diggs and, uh, you know, on offense, you can maybe throw CD lamb in that mix, Dak Prescott. But then once you get past those guys, it's a lot of just, you know, yeah, like yeah, you know, right. it's, yeah. it's just yeah. a lot of kind of, you know, average starters and and not a lot of depth. So they remind me, of, it's it's sort of how they build the roster and reminds me of, of, you know, like, like what they were 10 years ago. Mm. Interesting.
3: All right. So let, let's, uh, let's move on. We'll do, uh, we'll do giants next. You want to do giants okay. next? Sure. Um, I mean, what a I, pick. yeah, I mean, it is someone. This is like pushing <laughs> a barrel, man. This is like it's glorious. But it, what I can't get past here with them, as much as uh, you know, Derek and Barrett bring up Mike McCarthy for the Cowboys, no doubt. I can't get past Daniel Jones. I just don't buy Daniel Jones flat yeah. out. Don't buy it. And I think Dable actually eventually will be a good coach for them, but not right now with that guy quarterbacking. Where, where do you stand on the Giants and what are what were your?
1: Yeah, it's fair. Been? I mean, he's been a turnover machine. Uh, since he entered the league, he actually started out last season uh, on the right track. His first four games, I think he had like four touchdowns, one interception. He ran for a couple touchdowns. He was averaging almost 300 passing yards per game. I think his QB rating was up around 100. And then he fell off after that. Like his QB rating, not that that's a great measure, but like the, during the rest of his games, it was like 75 or something like that. And their offensive line has been awful for I mean, a really long time. Their wide receivers were often injured yeah. uh, last year. Kadarius Tony had, you know, sort of a roller coaster season mm-hmm. uh, for for them last year. Um, Kenny
6: Galladay was hurt. Kenny like, Galladay had and, and zero unhappy. touchdowns. Yes, yeah,
1: miserable there too. <laughs> he, had zero, he and Kadarius Tony combined for zero touchdowns. They had wow. their wide receiver. Their, their wide receivers, like all of them, had six touchdowns combined. Oh. Last season, mm. <laughs> so I mean, that just goes to show you what kind of offense they have. The one thing I will say for Jones is at least their offense was semi-functional when he was playing. Yeah. When he got hurt, and they were throwing Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm out there, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they they were just they, yeah, we they saw it. Like we saw it They didn't have yeah. like a professional offense. He's, yeah. The week eighteen game, Joe Judge is running two consecutive QB sneaks from inside his own five-yard line. to oh, make we ate him so up a right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You're right. I forgot that. <laughs> we
6: ate him up. I forgot about that. Oh,
1: so man. uh Yeah, I mean, that. so, you know, Daniel Jones, I mean, they've even the, – the owner, John Mara, even said this offseason, you know, we've done everything possible to screw this kid up. And they're right. Like, they haven't given him any support in terms of offensive line, you know, coaching stability, uh, you know, wide receiving talent. I guess the town has been there, but they haven't been able to stay on the field. Right. So I don't know. We'll see what Dable can do with him. They've, you know, Dable's hanging his hat on uh, Josh Allen, you know, helping develop him into the elite talent that he's become. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that you can look at with that Buffalo team on why they're a lot better now than they were. A few years ago, obviously, Allen becoming a better quarterback uh, is, a, is a, you know, the big number one reason. But they've gotten other good players uh, along the way there. I think their coaching stability has has gone a long way toward, um, you know, making them the success that they are. So the idea that Dable's going to come in here to or come come to the Giants and, and they're going to turn into the Buffalo Bills all of a sudden, you know, I don't think it's it's quite that easy. Daniel Jones, by the way, they declined his fifth year option for mm. 2023. So this is the last year he's under contract there. It'll be interesting to see what happens if he is actually decent in 2022, but it's more likely than not. They're going to be looking for a new quarterback next offseason.
3: Where are they in other areas like defensively? I, we, you know, we obviously, we focus on Jones, but it, I mean Saquon's trying to, I guess, yeah. come back or whatever we want to call it from some down years with injuries and whatnot, just other areas. where, Yeah,
1: so their focus during the offseason was to, you know, make their offensive line functional. The, the In free agency, they signed uh, Mark Lewinsky, right guard. They signed uh, a sen- the center from Buffalo, uh, John Feliciano, which makes sense They you know, they – Dable probably just wanted one guy in there that knew his offense. And that makes sense at the center position. So, all right, those oh, guys, yeah. those guys call. are both, they're both 30 years old. So they're not like, you know, building blocks or anything like that, but they'll help them become functional immediately. Mm-hmm. Then in the draft, they take Evan Neal. So he's going to start, yeah. uh, I at tackle. Yeah. They have Andrew Thomas already who they took fourth overall a few years ago. He struggled as a rookie. He was a little better last year. And then they also drafted, uh, a couple, uh, offensive linemen from North Carolina. One of them is Joshua is Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not that. Uh, I'm not that into college football that I know that I can give you a scouting report on him so much. Yeah. But he's a third rounder, and he's expected to start uh, at left guard. So they have new faces there, which is better than the old terrible faces. But they're also going to have zero continuity along that offensive yep. line, which is a big yep. deal in the NFL. Mm. And then you know they 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 also drafted uh, Kayvon Thibodeau uh, fifth overall, uh, the pass rusher from Oregon. So you know maybe he'll give their defense a little bit more juice. Their linebackers, you know, they've kind of been a, a trouble spot for them over the years. I think that'll remain the same. And then at corner, they're 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 really uh, so they have a Dory Jackson who they signed in free agency last year. He's fine as a starting quarterback. I don't think he's a CB one by any by any stretch. He's not going to trail opposing receivers all year and and no. be expected to shut them right. down. Right. All of their other corners combined, I think have I think it was either six or eight combined career starts. <laughs> so
4: like they're, wow.
7: they're
1: really inexperienced on the back end back there. So I mean, it's going to be a bad team again. Mm-hmm. The one thing if I'm a Giants fan, I'm looking at that team. It's like, okay, well at least maybe we'll be bad enough where we can draft Bryce Young uh, or uh, the kid from Stroud. Ohio State yeah. whose, whose name is escaping. CJ Stroud. Yep. Stroud. Stroud, yeah. Thank you. Yep. Um, but the problem with them is there are so many really bad teams particularly in the nfc you got the seahawks like with drew lock and geno smith competing for that job you have uh you have the falcons who are going to be terrible you have the panthers who are going to be terrible then you got five teams that have two first round picks who could all potentially use a quarterback next year texans eagles lions dolphins who am i missing whatever there's a fifth one they all need quarterbacks so maybe they all might some of them might need quarterbacks Mm -hmm. they're gonna have maneuverability to move up in the draft to potentially jump the giants if they don't land like the number one two like one two three overall pick so they're kind of they're kind of in a position where they might have improved enough where they (laughs) won't be able to be in a great spot to get an elite quarterback yeah the worst place you could be be, right yeah that kind of purgatory area
3: no question about it um all right, let us let, jump to uh, to Washington. We were saying this earlier, Jim. Mm-hmm. In fairness, if Wentz is decent, there's talent there. I mean, there's always a circus, mm-hmm. and we'll that's sure that's where we'll start. But there's there's always other stuff floating around with them. Yep. But there definitely is talent um, with Washington going into the season. A lot of it is going to be mm-hmm. how much does Daniel Snyder take a ble- float, you know, <laughs> blowtorch to his own team, and how oh. much does Carson Wentz play well or not play well?
1: Yeah. Well, they just uh, resigned. Ah, uh, Terry McLaurin to a three-year deal, seventy-something mm-hmm. million. It's in the same ballpark as like AJ Brown uh, deserved. I think he's an awesome player. Uh, they go and draft uh, uh, Jahan Dotson, uh, excuse me, Jahan Dotson out of uh, Penn State. Uh, their their third receiver gave them nothing last year, so they signed Curtis Samuel to a three-year deal, thirty-something million. Did nothing for them last year, but he's expected to contribute this year. So you got McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel. It's a decent one, two, three for for Carson. Um,
6: Cam Sims is pretty good, also. You know who's that? Cam Sims. Cam Sims. Yeah. Oh yeah, receiver from Alabama. He 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 stepped in and was like the number two for him uh, when Samuels didn't do anything.
1: And then you have Logan Thomas, who uh, tore an ACL last year. He may not be ready to start the season on time, but when they do get him, he had seventy two catches, six touchdowns a couple seasons ago. Not last year, he had dealt with injuries all year. But if he can come back and 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 he's healthy and he can produce. Anywhere near that, then that's another guy that can give him a boost. Offensive line took a little bit of a hit because they lost Scherf, Brandon Scherf, mm-hmm. in yep. agency to the Jaguars. So that's a maybe a little problem area. Uh, defensively, I think a big, like I mentioned, um, uh, Thomas. I mean, defensively they have Chase Young, who also tore an ACL last year. He may not be ready to start the year on time. We'll see on him. But you know, you look at just their starting front four on that defensive line. Ooh. You got Chase Young, you got Jonathan Allen, who I think is awesome, by the way. Yeah, he uh, is. Duron Payne and uh, also Montez awesome. Mm-hmm. So if yeah, those four guys, I mean, they're, they're they're like top three in my opinion, just in terms of starting front four in the NFL. Those yeah. four guys are really good. Their linebackers are terrible, so that's their big problem area, and mm-hmm. uh, in, in the secondary. Um, I think their their corners are, are are good enough with William Jackson and Kyle Fuller. Uh, so I mean, it, you're right. It, it is they do have talent on that roster. Um, I don't think Carson is in a better situation there than he was in Indianapolis a season ago. Mm-hmm. I think this is a downgrade for him. Uh, but that's not a team that's on the same level as like the Giants, for example.
3: Right. Makes sense. Uh,
1: my, my biggest yeah, fear there. with
5: this Washington team is I don't expect them to win the division, but I do expect them if they stay healthy, because you're right, they're coming. They got some key injuries they're going to have to overcome. They can upset the apple cart, cart in a lot of ways in the NFC if they can put it all together. I mean, this is a team. Uh, my biggest question is, will these guys play for Jack Del Rio on defense after the comedy <laughs> right. made? Right. Okay. You know, Jonathan Allen said, I don't care what he says as long as he coaches us. okay, we'll see how that plays out because, you know, more is going to be coming once they get to training camp.
6: Mm
4: -hmm.
5: If they can overcome these injuries and and I'm looking at a Carson Wentz and I'm thinking you've been dumped by two teams in a span of one year in a 12 month period. You've been dumped by two teams. Mm -hmm. So there has to be some truth behind the fact that you are the problem and not the teams are the problem. So as a man, you're going to have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I've got to prove people wrong because this could be my last hurrah as a starter in the National Football League. Now, I do believe when he plays his game, Carson Wentz can play an upper-level game in the National Mm -hmm. Football League. He's got some weapons. They've got a decent running game. Offensive line, little question mark. But this team kind of scares me because if Ron Rivera gets them to focus and play football – they're not going to be as bad as some people may think they are.
1: Yeah, that Ron game is a good point too. I didn't, I, I failed to mention that Antonio Gibson, uh, and they drafted Brian Robinson out of Alabama yep. in the yep. third round, and then you have JD McKissick, who's a, a good receiver yes. out of the backfield. Yep. So th- they're strong there, in my opinion. That trio. Um, I did want to uh, piggyback off your your Jack Del Rio point. You don't have to. You don't have to like your coaches. It's no. Like, players players don't like coaches when they ride them too hard or they're not playing them as much as they want or they they don't like the way they're being used in the scheme and that's fine that happens at every level in sports but when dislike turns into disrespect then that's when it really becomes a problem I don't and know. you have a guy like comparing what happened on January 6th to like the Black Lives Matter protests of yes. 2020 yes. Could, like like, forget that, like, you that that thought's even in your head. But are you stupid? Right. <laughs> do you really do you not realize that, like, players on your on your team are like they're invested in that? Like, are you are, like, what do you do? Jenkins would have blew the team
7: up.
5: Yeah, oh, my not, goodness,
1: right, exactly.
7: Been a team Exactly, a yeah,
5: team. I, I had no problem with what Del Rio was saying in terms of. I don't understand why people use the this as a cloak and dagger to destroy people's livelihoods, to loot and to pillage for their own personal gain. But he should have stopped right there and just left it right there. <laughs> right. But no, right. He, no. No. And so players are going to be looking at him sideways, and they said they've already had a team meeting. There's going to be more than one team meeting behind this, I guarantee you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had one he had he's he apologized in front of the team, like, yes. like he spoke in front of the team for 10, 15 minutes, you know, uh opened up the floor for questions or whatever. Um not too much detail came out of that or whatever. But right, yeah, right. certainly, I mean, Ron Rivera was clear to note that he find him, not be, Ron Rivera Ron was like, ah, I'm a big first amendment guy. You can say, yeah. you know, you have free to speak your mind, whatever. But yeah, I find him because it became a distraction to our football team. So we already know that players were really pissed off about it or else he wouldn't yeah, even find that hundred thousand yeah. dollars. No doubt. No, no question. question about
3: it. Well, let's go fair and balanced then Jim. Why are the Eagles going to be a dumpster fire? <laughs> what are the <laughs> biggest concerns? <laughs> Here we you? go. Yeah. So I haven't,
1: I haven't written that one yet. Uh, I've, I've, written a teaser. A, I've written a couple bullet points, but so, I mean, the, I think that the two obvious uh, first things that you look at are, you know, the quarterback and the defensive coordinator, the, the defensive coordinator, they had five quarterbacks against them throw for over 80%. And then if if there's any decent quarterback that they faced, they got torn apart. And I remember, so like those five quarterbacks, they faced all those guys in their first nine games. After those nine games, they faced a lot of crap. I mean, you're talking about guys like Garrett Gilbert and Jake Flanagan Fromm and from and, yeah, and yeah. uh uh you know Heineke yeah. and you know the, the, who was the Saints quarterback was that uh,
3: uh it uh, was Taysom it wasn't
1: Hill no it, it, wasn't, was, it was the other guy no oh no. It, it was uh uh, uh uh
3: the the guy he's bounced around out of out of Northwestern uh Simeon
1: yes Trevor Simeon good work. yeah so they're facing all these guys and then I remember it's that was like half a half that was a full half season that they faced all these crap quarterbacks they make the playoffs and I remember we were all kind of like talking ourselves into the idea. Oh, well, maybe they've made the proper adjustments. And yeah, when they, when yeah. they face Tom Brady this time around, yeah, it's going to be different. Nope, <laughs> nope. They went up 31 nothing like that. Yeah, <laughs> they were Tom good, hey, they're
6: good, Jim. They
1: are they're- <laughs> <laughs> tore him apart again. So I don't know. We'll see if uh, he's they have better players on defense, no question about it. They yeah. add, you know, N'Kobe Dean, they had uh, uh. Uh, Jordan Davis. They add Hassan Redick. Uh, they're going to get Brandon Bradbury. Graham back. Yep. Bradbury, yep. they signed. Yep. The they're they're a better defense than they were a year ago. Personnel wise, are they still going to play these shots, these soft shell coverages against these good quarterbacks? Because if they do mm-hmm. it really matter, your personnel is, these guys are going to pick that apart. So that's right. I think that's exactly. a good question, Mark. And then Jalen Hurts, um, you know, I think we all know he's a leader and he's got all the intangibles and he's smart. And he can make plays with his feet. Can he become more accurate and can he get the ball out a little bit quicker than he has, you know, his first year and a half in the league? So uh, he's got all the weapons at his disposal, but their offense is stacked, man. Like it's the best offensive line in the NFL, in my opinion. You have Devontae, uh, Devonte Smith, you have A.J. Brown. I think Quez Watkins is a decent enough number three. You have, D- you have Dallas Goddard. I mean, the, the running backs aren't. You know, I don't think anyone thinks of those guys as special, but they had the number one rush offense in the NFL last year. So they did, you know, they they did enough. So it's all there for Hertz to kind of take this team to the next level, but we'll see what happens there. One thing I will say about the Eagles too, is in addition to playing all these, you know, bad quarterbacks uh, last year, they had you know pretty good injury luck, at least compared to other years, but beyond their own injury luck, they faced a lot of teams that were completely decimated by injuries. Mm-hmm. Like the Saints, for example, didn't have Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Jameis Winston, Teron Armstead, Ryan Ramchick. Um I'm missing a few others, but we're talking about like all Pro Bowlers there. Mm-hmm. The the Washington they're they're missing like you know 15 guys on the covid list. It's the Wednesday yeah, night yeah. Yeah. It's the never it was game. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were down to their fourth quarterback in that second matchup. So, yeah. the Giants were were I mean they had injuries that were terrible. So, I think that's sort of an underdiscussed thing that they did have injury luck, but they also faced a lot of teams that were completely depleted. Who uh, Jim, I
3: don't know if we we kicked this around last time we talked, but who would be your favorite right now at least on paper to win the
1: division? So, I think the Eagles have a better uh you know, I think that the roster minus quarterback, I think the Eagles are better than Dallas substantially. I also do think that Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in the division by a fairly wide margin. And, um, it's not to, you know, you can't really undersell that. Mm. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles are clearly more talented than Washington. And then, you know, the Giants, you know, we'll see you guys in 2024, maybe, um, I think the Eagles are better than than the Cowboys overall. And I actually do think the Eagles uh, are going to win the division. You know, I I don't know that they're going to win 11, 12 games or anything like that. But uh, I do think that they're going to be good enough uh, to win the division. And again, all four of these teams, they have uh, like Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Washington. I forget what order it is, but they, they have the four easiest schedules in the entire yeah. NFL because they all play each other first of all and then they also play the uh the AFC south which is bad and the yeah. NFC north which is mostly bad um so uh yeah they're, they're 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 well positioned to uh you know to to repeat uh go into the playoffs again I and I also do think they will win the division
3: uh, you can follow them at Jimmy Kempsky on Twitter and of course phillyvoice.com so the eagle when when's the Eagles uh dumpster fire coming out Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow, so you're cracking I can't that wait
5: to out. see that's the right.
1: comments behind yeah, this. One. That's that way that's <laughs> what's gonna get forward fun. to this, yeah. man. We'll, we'll They're gonna run you
6: out of town pool. again.
1: <laughs> There's nothing more dangerous than an Eagles fan with optimism. That's right, oh right. my goodness, that's a good point, wow. Jim.
3: Keep up the good work, man. We always thank love you, bro. It up with you. Appreciate you, guys. you. Appreciate you, bro. All right, you got Jimmy, I do. I like in fairness that he does an Eagles one too. It's he's yeah, not right. just dumping on the other teams in the NFC. Right, right, right. I don't know how to get
6: it that way. You know, I live well enough alone. You know. Yeah, that's good. I'd rather go to. Wow! Wow! in peace <laughs> i'm with
3: you man let him yeah, really. let him catch that smoke as they say uh, right. i don't even
5: been be wearing a hoodie when i go to the mall yeah,
4: right. you know yeah.
3: what jimmy from parts unknown we're not really sure where he is at this point yeah i hear you all right so let's step aside guys we roll into the final segment we got a bunch of different things to hit uh jalen brunson's about to get paid uh number one uh we'll give you the latest on what's going on with the uh deshaun watson the jazz hire the youngest coach in the nba we got a bunch of other stuff that we're going to dip into When we get back, don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network.
0: at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
2: Alright, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. Alright, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to the fake come on. Mama, go up, oh, mama! She did it.
8: Again,
9: you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
8: Uh-huh.
3: Hey, welcome back, everybody. i Brooks, a chair, and myself, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Wait, what has got what, – now, what ha- – did we – did we all, did we almost fall again? What happened? Because yesterday you almost went down and we almost lost oh. it for the rest of the show. Oh, wait, what happened I'm, this time? No, I, I swear it wasn't three minutes. I'm right here. Here we I'm go. Like, hey, I swear. Hey, this, anytime you come back late, you start questioning the clock. I love it. Yes. Yes, I'm telling you, I'm standing ten feet
5: from my desk here, and I hear, the, I can hear it through my headset, do 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 do. I'm
3: like, what? Oh, so I just sprinted back over real quick.
4: Oh, oh god!
3: All right, I need a camera on you one time. I got to see what's going on there, man. We we no, can't, we can no, find
5: can't. No, 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 you can't do that, dude. Can't let no. that happen. Okay. You, might, you no. might see anything going on. You might see yeah. the,
3: the the
6: baby over in the corner. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, a good point. Uh, tear, changing the diaper.
3: Yeah,
5: exactly. <laughs> you
6: say changing yeah, your own you, diaper? Changing your
3: North
5: own diaper? diaper. <laughs> no, the baby, the baby uh, changing. Oh, her own I, th- diaper. I thought
3: you said you were changing you know. your own diaper. Okay. Yeah, dogs, right. dogs yeah.
5: sitting at the kitchen table. No, you can't. We, uh, I can't do <laughs> all this stuff. Man.
3: Oh it's my god! Here, man.
4: man. All right, so let's
3: start. Let's start with this one. Um The the Knicks are basically preparing to make a monster offer for Jalen Brunson. They're trading away parts left and right just to try and, you know, gather more money and be ready. So the what what it looks like he's gonna get is in the neighborhood of four years, 110 million. Um, they've cleared up about 19 million in cap space. So the the backstory to all this is, uh Leon Rose, who's a Cherry Hill guy, he's a local guy, is their GM, essentially their VP or GM, whatever you want to call it. Um, he represented Jalen in the early part of his career because he used to be a uh, an agent. Jalen's dad, Rick, was hired by the Knicks just recently. He was the head coach at Camden High School. Uh, Rick was remember he mm-hmm. played a long time in the NBA, played at Temple. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, he's one of the assistants now. So all this kind of makes sense. Now here here's the crazy part. So the Mavericks during the season they were coming up on the deadline when you could extend him. Okay, so he was enter He was a second round pick, which meant the last year of his deal is not guaranteed. So he's a full blown free agent. They offered him some, some like crazy low number for like 9 million a year. I don't know the exact number. And, and Jalen Brunson bet on himself and had a a killer second half of the season and playoff. Like even when Luca was hurt, he was putting up like 30 a game. Yeah. So he gambled on himself and he won in a big, big way. Now Dallas is desperately trying to sign him and keep him there as Lucas, you know, sidekick or the number two or whatever. But it looks all like this thing's a done deal, like he's headed to the Knicks. So good for him. Good for Jalen Brunson. Why Definitely would you Why him, would you
5: want to go to the Knicks? Good for him getting the money, but going to the Knicks? Why wow. uh, hey, would you? Can, 110, 120
6: million There's 110 million, million that, reasons. That's why, that's I, what I go I to
3: Istanbul. <laughs> you go where?
6: <laughs> I go to Istanbul. Well, yeah, I mean, right. couple of – right. all right, so
3: he's getting – obviously, he's getting paid, number one. But number two, his dad's there. He's got a comfort level. With, I, look, I agree with you. The Knicks have been a mess. And Dallas is a better team, but you know, there's there's a lot of reasons it makes sense. It's not he's not just going to like Charlotte or some random team, you know. More money, and, and, mo' money. Yeah.
6: Plus, he's in New York. He's right down the road from from um, from home. Yep. I mean, this is a better situation for him, you know. It's, it's, it's He says pops is going to be a uh, coach. Just, his dad's an assistant. Yeah. So yeah, man. I, I mean, it's
5: match made in heaven. The Knicks. I, I guess. I guess money will exceed everything else because to me, the Knicks are like the Washington commies, are dumpster fire. It's always more <laughs> negative stories coming out about the Knicks than positive stories. And yeah, I mean, okay. You know,
4: Listen, put, your, I, put
5: your money in your pillowcase, man.
3: Enjoy it. Yeah. I don't, I look, I don't disagree that the better basketball situation, if all things are equal is Dallas, right, but right. he's getting more money. He's going to you know, be with the family or whatever. I mean, I, I can't fault him. I, I look, I love the fact that this guy was, was a great college player who did nothing but right. win. Yep. Right. And right. Still, they took him in the second round. Everybody passed up on him. Everybody said he was too small. He was too, not athletic enough. And all the dude does is win. And, and he's a hell of a player, man. I, I love Jalen Brunson's game. man. I'm a huge fan.
5: I agree. I'm, I'm with you 100 percent there. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a great he's the great story of overcoming all doubters. Yep. Now, I love those stories. I, I love those guys who can rise from the, the so-called proverbial ashes and prove all of their doubters wrong. Um, and you're right. I love his game. I mean, he gives everything he has 110%. You can't say that about every
3: athlete you watch night in and night out. So, you know, more power to him, but yeah, it's it's tough. right, stay on basketball for a minute. Um, the jazz hire, Will Hardy, who was an assistant with the Celtics 34 years old, man, not quite like Sean McVay young when that, when the Rams hired him, but pretty young, he's the youngest active head coach in the NBA right now. So they, they end up going that route. They, you remember Quinn Snyder walked away. He had yeah, you know, just kind of burnout, health issues, or whatever. Right, right, Um, there are some ties. Danny Ainge was the Celtics GM back in the day. He's with the Jazz now as their basketball operations guy, or whatever. So uh, he ends up going there. Will so Hardy. Are you,
6: so you, you, you're, you're, you're a little pissed off because you just swore. Your uh, your guy Doc Rivers was going out there, huh?
3: I was hoping. <laughs> I, I don't know if I was. I was swearing at, at Doc. I don't know if I was swearing that he was going there. I was. Right, I was trying yeah, to will it to. happen.
6: thinking, man. yeah, yeah. Wishful yeah. thinking, man. Yeah, I, I, I was I doing the you, mind
3: man. over matter thing. You know, it wasn't happening.
5: <laughs> I will. I will say this: Danny Ainge was a hated player for a lot of reasons when he played the game. Yeah. But Danny Ainge has been a pretty good executive in the NBA. And, a Pretty good player too. Yeah, he was no, he no, he was a good player, but he was hated yeah. because uh-huh. you know he was always getting in scuffles with somebody. Yep. You know, okay, but he
6: has that Eli face. That's why.
5: Oh, he's he's
4: yeah. He's a hate the
5: yeah. face yeah. 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 guy. Yeah, yeah. but he's been a pretty good executive in the NBA. And if he picked this guy, handpicked this guy, there's a reason. I'm sure it's hey, look, a young guy who knows his basketball, who can relate to today's player. Yeah. That's huge in today's game. I agree. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with this Utah team, because for the last several years, this Utah team has been pretty good. I believe one year they had the best record in the West and still de- couldn't get, 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 get to the NBA finals. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing what he can do with this nucleus of players out there.
3: Tough job. because I mean, tough to be in the West, right? You got to deal it with is, Golden dude. state. You oh got to deal goodness. with
5: Phoenix. You
3: know, and I think the Clippers come back strong this year because Kawhi's coming back. Yep. So, yep. you know, it, it ain't easy out there, man. You know, yeah. by any stretch, that's for sure. John,
6: well, John Wall being out there, too.
3: Oh, yeah. Is that thousand, deal no, done yet? Yeah. No. that. Well, they, they can't make it official, but it's, you know, wink, wink. You know, yeah. it's done, you know, pretty much. It's like,
5: Bear, when you make those side side deals with NBC, you know, <laughs> them wink, <laughs> wink deals. I'm just saying.
3: You better get that wink, wink in the ink, man. You know what I mean? Right, Forget the right. wink, wink. Yeah. Get it in ink, as they say. I, I trust nobody. <laughs> you know, I trust nobody. <laughs> they you were. I'll tell you uh angelo was trying to work you today man yeah
5: he on. was trying to he was trying to get information out of me but uh he was trying i've to get been in the game too long us and yep.
3: other places and all yeah. over the place i've know? been in
5: the game too long i knew exactly what they were trying you were to like do like a goalie
3: and, you were just like fending off shots man left like, and right
5: i can't i don't know what to tell you I, I, did you, you did you hear when i said well angelo you know me i'm the last one to know anything that's going on in the market and Rhea's <laughs> laughing, like, Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Hughes is like, yeah, right,
3: okay. Yeah, Rhea knows like,
5: better. What do you want me to do? Me I hear you. I hear you. So uh um, what do right. you know?
3: Yeah, what do you – go ahead. Go ahead. Let What's us, Tell us you know. Tell us everything you know, Sensei. Oh, Sensei. Oh, Prophet. I know,
5: I know that I am here today with you people. Right. I know that I will be here tomorrow with you people, and I will be at Ocean Casino with you people on Friday. <laughs> That's lame.
3: That was me. That was weak. I'm just We're telling
5: What We're do you want me to tell? Weak. What do you want me to tell you, Mr. Brooks? That I know who your sidekicks are going to be on NBC pre and post game show. You I want would, me to tell I you that?
6: Think, I would think you would break the story to me before you break it to everybody else.
5: Well, I can tell you who's probably not going to be on that show.
6: I, you know, I almost, put up, I almost I had to stop myself because I almost put up the middle finger, man. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. I almost did that.
4: Okay. <laughs> oh, I can't stand the, me, the, the one you finger know? salute
3: almost came out.
4: <sighs>
6: I'm treading water right now, man. Come on, bro.
3: I, I know. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to jam you up too much, man. <sighs> we'll save you. We'll save hey, you. It's all you right. Let me t- you tell you, man. I I,
5: I I don't know anything, Barrett. I'm the, you know, I'm the last one to know anything in the market. I don't know anything. Yeah, Sure.
3: One thing I know about you, okay, uh, among, uh, you know, others, is you got your finger on the pulse of everything. And I'll just leave it at that, all right, as you as you he'll, throw he'll, down your, your walk cup.
6: He's going to say to us, he's going to say, yeah, man, um, and, and this is why they made the decision after he already knew for about three days. So I thought I was your boy. You are my boy.
3: Yeah, right. We family, man. I, I, like, I like what John said. They're, they're just going to throw, like, New grills and smokers your way, and <laughs> they're just gonna lure you with that with, with barbecue with barbecue potential. That's what they'll do. Um, all right, I'll get yeah, I'll, 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 we the G cash me. money brothers,
5: man. <laughs> we all we got, bro.
6: We all we
3: got. Just attach me to your coattails, there, please, as you have already. Um, all right, so uh, the I really no updates coming out. We'll probably find out later today, guys, on the, the Sean Watson trial. Uh, hearing, excuse me, it's not a hearing, trial. Yeah, it's a hearing. Yeah. Let me be clear. Um, with that, uh, Robinson, who was the, the the moderator for this, so you know, kind of where things are right now, from what we're hearing at least, the league yesterday, and this is no surprise. We had heard this before. Once an indefinite slash year suspension, meaning he misses twenty two. Wow. His defense is going the full blown opposite side of the saying. This isn't even worthy of a day of a game. Right? You know, for, yeah, for I knew it. I'm not surprised. So then we, we try to find out where, you know, if this thing meets in the middle, if, you know, or if there's a heavy one handed down after the appeal, where it falls. So that's kind of where things are right now. He's, he's being represented by a couple different guys. Apparently the league um, is going to introduce five women who, you know, are going to have some claims against them. So uh, who knows? Like I, I keep saying this and I've said this all along, like, Ultimately he knows and the women know and and we're all trying to fend for exactly what's what's right, going on right. here. but you know, Cleveland are the ones that are in it. and look that they, they brought him on. so whatever happens happens, but they're they're the ones who are saying to themselves, man, what is this going to look like? But if he doesn't get
5: um, it, it, it was let's say for instance, if it, all of a sudden the five women who are still uh, in play here, what all of a, what if all of a sudden like the other 24, a settlement is made. What do you do with them then? Like I said, I think the league will still suspend him X amount of games, but I don't think they can suspend him for the whole season.
3: Yeah. You see what I'm I, saying? I, I agree with you. I, I think if if everything is settled, pure guess on my part, uh, if everything is settled, he gets four to six games. Yeah,
5: four to six. I said that's about reasonable. I'm sure that's what Cleveland's hoping for at the very worst. Oh, 100%. I mean, Woo! I think,
3: man, I, I think they, I think Cleveland has to know. And by the way, I don't believe for a second Mayfield's gonna stay there. I think he'll be moved at some point.
5: And Mayfield said yesterday, hey, it it is understood on both sides that it's best in my best interest to move on. Correct. So I don't think anybody's gonna trade anything of worth for Mayfield. Hmm. And eventually the Browns is just going to have to cut him. And even if Deshaun gets suspended, they're gonna to have to go with whatever they have in camp already or try to find some veteran sitting Percent.
3: Yeah, Brissett will be the guy. I mean, oh, my Brissette, oh my goodness, Brissett. I'm not telling you he's great. I'm just saying that, that's what that's what it's gonna be. I mean, I don't oh I mean, they'll goodness. end up they'll end up having to give they'll give Mayfield away to, to Carolina for next to nothing. And A six almost, round pick. Yeah, yeah, and all the salary. That's what oh. it will end up being. Oh my you know? goodness. I mean, we we talked to we talked to Al Wallace yesterday, uh Barrett's former teammate. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, he made it pretty clear. Like it sounded to me like Good chance Mayfield lands there. Would you guys agree with, with it, just it, talking it, to Al? Yeah. It was almost he's like
6: good. it was a, a foregone conclusion and Al yeah. right. an yeah. the way he presented it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He did. He's, he's got a he,
6: That's what he said. So, right. what do you guys think? You guys thinking that Deshaun just gets 10 games or the entire season?
3: Wow. I, I, I don't, Barrett. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't. It feels like it's not going to be the entire season. I. I got.
5: I think it depends on how far these five women want to take this this hearing, and and and, and I think that's going to be a determining factor hmm. um, in terms of how long. So I can't really say. I. I'm, it, it just goes back and forth. Part of me says four games. The next part of me says ten games. Then I'm somewhere in between. The more information you hear, the more people are settling, you know, under the table. I don't know what is and what isn't anymore in this case.
3: I, I honestly, man, like I my head spins half the time with this yeah. and I, and I know the seriousness of it. I'm not downplaying how right. real this is, Exactly, but it feels like it's just been dragging on for so long. Oh, and, my goodness. you know, we're, we're less than a month away here from, from Shh. camp.
5: I, I think you Cleveland's me.
3: in a, in a really bad, I Cleveland just looks
5: bad here. In I in do. General. I agree. Couldn't agree with you more. And, I you agree. know,
3: um, the Eagles were said to have interest. Uh, I wonder what we would be saying right now if this was, if he was an eagle.
5: Oh, the Eagles were definitely interested. Yeah. Oh, and there's no question about that. But I think what really pushed them away was the fact that uh, Cleveland dangled so much money in front of them. The Eagles said, "We're not paying that." Yeah, you know, right. I forget that we're out. You know, but there was definitely some serious interest on the Eagles' part about Deshaun.
4: Yeah. Uh,
3: did you guys see uh, the Miles Sanders uh, quote quotes about the Eagles?
5: No, yes. what did he say? Wait, what did this he say?
3: This upcoming season? They need more touches? No, no. He says, we we, uh, we uh, feel like we're an all-star team.
6: Oh, I don't uh, know. Well,
3: yeah, well. He, he did a little sort of dream team-ish sort of thing. Um. That's, that could
5: be the kiss of death right
3: there. <laughs> I'm always afraid when, when that's the case, man.
5: <laughs> well, I mean, when you think about it, um, offensive line, wide receivers, uh, defensive lineman, high profile linebacker, both already proven in the NFL and one coming out of college. Two proven cornerbacks now, a proven safety. Um, that nucleus looks a whole lot better than it did back
3: in March.
9: Yeah, you know? I'll give uh,
3: this is with CBS Sports. He said that the, the question I asked to him was, How different does it feel preparing for this season? Um, now that AJ Brown is an eagle alongside you, Devontae Smith. Dallas Goddard and the rest of this offense Sanders answer. Oh man, we feel like we're an all-star team. We, we, so we feel great. We feel unstoppable. I'm not going to lie. The vibes are great. Always have been Nick Sirianni is doing a great job. Just keeping the vibes right. The chemistry is good. We compete a lot in practice, uh, but we've got to see it's going to come down to camp, taking it, you know, then he goes into the day by day speech, but that that's how we started. Not, you know, not that inflammatory. I, I want him to feel that way, frankly. I want him to feel like I like I wouldn't go all star team, but I would, I want him to feel like, hey, man, we're, we're the real deal. I want confidence. Well,
5: good. You know, especially when you look at that division, that division
3: is wide open.
5: A yes. lot of question marks about the division and the conference is not that strong, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. So who knows what could happen if they can stay healthy and get this thing rolling and, and add a decent passing game to a potent running game. Who knows what this team is capable of doing? I have no problem with him saying what he said. You know, the bottom line is though, you got to go out and prove it. Now you got to back it up.
3: Well, Absolutely. yeah, I don't know how you go ahead, Barry.
6: Absolutely, you got to prove it, man. You know, and that's what it is. But it's a lot of people proving that um, that their, their lives are, are riding almost like a, a flux of which way their career is going to go, where they're going to be at. You got, yeah. you know, yeah. you got the Eagles could possibly be paying Jalen Hurts up. $40 million a year, if he turns out being the quarterback that he thinks that he is, um, you got, you know, you guys like Miles Sanders you know, talking about, alright, you know, you, you don't think that I'm about to show you that I am uh, worth, you know, signing to a lucrative contract. You got guys yeah. like Fletcher Cox playing for a contract. Um, you know, there's so many guys that are right on the cuffs of or right, you know, what am I going to do in life? And am I worth the money that I'm about to receive? You know, so this, this I mean, this is a proven year for a lot of people. So in saying that, I see this team playing above and beyond what they would really play. Um, they would, would really play simply because there's so much that's, you know, riding on this season. So much riding on this season.
5: Yeah,
3: yeah. Let me ask you guys something. Usually when we talk about Hurts, you know, I, the, the, the first thing we start with is it, you know, he's the key to the whole thing. But let's say he has the kind of year where he's a little bit better than last year. Um, they get to the playoffs again, maybe even win a first-round game. But he doesn't blow you away. He doesn't knock your socks off. Like, you just kind of like, got a little bit better. What do you do then? He's not bad, but he's not not showing you like, whoa. Look How about the leap, man? I, from-
5: I, I think they're going to bring another quarterback in, to be honest. If he doesn't improve significantly, I think he will be a backup in 2000. Ah, He'll start as your starter, but I think they're going to bring in a a first-round draft pick quarterback and groom him to bump Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't think they're going to settle for just an okay Jalen Hurts again in 2023, especially when you look at the nucleus of players they have on this team. I can't see that happening. That won't sit well with Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, that entire front office.
3: I'm I'm in agreement. I, I think anything short of a of a real uh, serious improvement, I, I think there's going to be changes made. Where do you stand, back?
6: I, I, I'm saying the same thing. I mean, it's not just it's not just you know getting better, not just winning more games. You know, um, I think it's more so he's taking a, a decided leap ahead of of. of, of um, you know what you see in the, in this conference. You know, what I mean, in this division. You know, he's got to be one of the upper echelon guys in this conference in this division in order for them to say, "All right, we're good with you." You know, he has to be up there playing yep. Yep. at a Dak Prescott level before they consider, you know, just letting him just be the guy and, yeah. and, and paying him.
3: And it's a, it's a it's kind of challenging in this sense. Like if they're, if their defense plays lights out and the team you know, wins like 11 games or 12 games, and he's just yeah. okay. Yep. You're going to say, well, the team was pretty successful. Yeah. That's where I, I don't think I, – I think Howie and, and, and Jeffrey are going to sift through that and say no matter what. Like, he's got to be really good. There's a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts, man. He's oh, got to yeah. be really good. Yeah. He does. He's got to be really good. He can't just be pretty good. He's got to be really good.
5: Yep. Twenty for 24 years old, and, dude, the weight of the world is on his shoulders in terms of Philadelphia Eagles football right now. Yeah. and how he will be perceived over next 17 games of his pro career.
3: Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. And look, you can look at it in some ways and say it's been kind of unfair. You know, he's been in a lot of different systems and blah, 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 blah. But the reality is they put they made a lot of moves this offseason to be a good team. And a it, lot, they made a yeah, lot it of did. moves to yeah, give did. him a, a, a premier receiver and, you know, et cetera. And if they're not good, they're going to move on. I mean, they didn't set themselves up this way. For no reason. They're set up now to for him to either bleep or get off the pot and show them that he's the real deal. And if not, they're gonna draft somebody high. I truly believe that. I, yeah. I and I don't you guys I think they're more inclined to go with the young guy in the draft rather than making a trade for somebody in season. Or no, I'm sorry, not in season, but next off season. Yep.
5: Yeah. Um I, I don't see them trading for a veteran. I think they want to groom another young quarterback like a Carson Wentz. Nick Sirianni's way uh, so yes, I think yep. Nick will have you know just like Doug Peterson groom Carson Wentz and Frank Wright groom Carson Wentz their way I think there were and as uh, Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni wants the chance to groom a young quarterback their way to fit their system um, so I can't see them going out and paying decent money for a proven vet um, when you already have Jalen Hurts under a rookie contract he's gonna have to bite the bullet and understand Every day, he's riding on borrowed time because they brought in his first-round draft pick because they didn't believe in him in 2022. Right. Um, And eventually, we're going to be talking about another future franchise quarterback for this organization.
3: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right, fun, guys. Another fun one today. Uh, We'll be cranking it up at the same time tomorrow from 12 to 3. And again, reminder, two reminders. One, uh, Friday, we'll be at Ocean Resort. Uh, we'll, we'll get a locale for you. Hopefully give it, be able to give that to you tomorrow where we're going to be at exactly. So that'll be on Friday, uh, leading into the, uh, to the, uh, the weekend. Um, uh, but yeah, so that'll be Friday tomorrow. We'll be back at the same time. I want to thank Xander Krause for producing the program. Good job, Barrett. Good job, Derek. I am Rob. Good thanks well, everybody ready. in the comment section, everybody listening, everybody streaming. We will talk to you tomorrow at the same time. Have a great day, everybody.